It's your girl, Quincy. We are here with <laughs> How has Gail oh, made you? Don't get me crying. <laughs> we are here live at the SAG Awards. lesson motherhood has taught you to be honest studio I'm Q. the Q in the studio all right cutie it's different world thanks for coming thank you for thanks being here know you it's a mental view of shit over here this is probably the best interview I've ever done and you're such a great interview oh my god Honestly, the best interview I've had in months. I'm hanging out with my booskies. Studio Q, baby! Welcome, everybody. Happy Sunday. It's your girl, Quincy, and I am back for another great Studio Q interview. I'd like to shout out everybody um, who follows me on Studio Q, everybody who follows me on YouTube, um, all those that will listen to this on my Quincy podcast, which you can listen to on Apple, Spotify, everywhere. Um, I also want to say uh, thank you to anybody who will be watching this on the replay later. Um, I am uh, super, super excited today. We've got um, a real legend in the building. Um, if you guys don't know, who I'm interviewing today. Her name is Jackie McGee. Uh, she is on the Smash Forever hit. You know how there's some songs that just will never go out of style. You push play, you push play on them and boom, it's like you are transported back to the time and space that you heard it. Uh, and that is Make It Last Forever. Make It Last Forever with Key Sweat. Like who don't remember that? Who doesn't love to hear that every time it's played? She is a freaking icon. Um, just for that song, it's one of the best songs I think that's ever been made. Happy Soul TV. Yes, Jeffrey Hicks in the building. Happy Soul TV. Shout out to everybody on Soul TV. I love Anthony and um, Bobby who run the page, you know, doing some great things over there, some great things to come. And I'm happy to be on board streaming some of my interviews to their page. What an honor. What an honor. So further ado, let me introduce, ladies and gentlemen, not only do we have a recording star, we actually have somebody whose voice is on, is on one of the, I think it's like one of the best songs ever made to this day, not till this day, to this day. You know what I'm saying? This is the first lady of New Jack Swing, and that name was given to her by Teddy Riley, who invented New Jack Swing. So you know it's legitimate. You know what I'm saying? Like, he invented it, then he gonna get talk, call her the first lady. Without further ado, let us bring in the lady, the voice, Jackie McGee. Woo! Where my tambourine? It's Sunday. Where my tambourine? And you know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put my glasses on because I can't see nothing. Listen, put them on. I want you to see me because I want to see you. You're so funny. Hi, boo. How are you? How are you? I'm good. You know I, what the... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, the best thing about 
doing research on an individual before you get to interview them is that like you learn all this wonderful stuff and all of these stories and you want to have a conversation about it. And the person I get to have a conversation about it with is you, the life I learned about. That's like so exciting to me. I have, I feel like I just been in Jackie's world. You know what I'm saying? I just, know, right, right. Just for a Jackie's, minute. minute. I've been in Jackie's closet. Okay. <laughs> You are silly. <laughs> Look at your teeth, girl. Your teeth are beautiful. Oh, oh, oh thank you. Thank you. I, I got a few missing sparkle. in the back. Girl, they, no, they sparkling, honey. They sparkling. <laughs> hey, well, listen, I'm trying to keep up with the shine of that glow of your skin. How about oh, that? You know what? You know what? Some days I got to put on a little bit of, you know, a little bit of something. Listen, but that don't mean it's going to come out like that. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna behave myself because I'll say something crazy too. Well, listen, listen. All craziness is welcomed. Okay, I love it. I love it. Thank you. I am so happy. Welcome to Studio Q. Thank you, love. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It is my honor. It's my honor. I want to get right into your life. I want to get okay. right into it. So okay. let's go. Like I said, you guys. If you guys have a question for Jackie, please put a Q in front of it, not for Quincy. I know I know, y'all think it's about me, but no. Right, so, I right. know. <laughs> so I know that it's a question and I can put it on the screen if it's appropriate. Don't be trying to come for my girl on any kind of level um, and have her um, answer it. So let's get into Jackie moving from the South Bronx to uh, Spartanburg, North Carolina. Let's talk okay. about your mom being a nurse, uprooting you guys, moving down south to have a better life, I guess, you know, because the money yeah. went farther, as you said. How did the South influence your musical journey? Well, you know, when you in New York, the music in New York and the music in the South is totally different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we moved to the South, we moved to the South in the 70s, in the late 70s. And, you know, we didn't know of, um, let me see who was out then, um, the Brothers Johnson, um, singing Strawberry Letter 23, um, um, Confunction, like all of these bands, it was a whole bunch of bands and the South played them on radio. So, you know, you had Atlantic, Atlantic Star who came a little later, but you still had um, Midnight Star, you had um, um, Ohio Players, you had like all of these dope groups mm -hmm. and when I was younger, you know, I always wanted to sing since I was little, little, you know, since I could sing. And um, I always had this thing in my mind that I was going to be, you know, big. I was going to be on stage. I was going to do this whole thing, too. So, Indeed. Oh, you know, well, by, by the grace of the most high, I have to say. But the music, you know, especially the bands in that time, um, they start to influence your life especially when you do want to sing and you start picturing yourself being in a band and doing all of this, you know, great, crazy stuff. But my mother was strict. So she was like, no, if you're going to do a gig, you can't do it. You know, it had to be an afternoon or morning gig or something like that. And my mother had to be there. There was no, I'm dropping my baby off. Y'all yeah. watch her. I'll be back. No, but my I mother know how you even got in that group. Cause I, I can understand somebody playing the clarinet and being in, being a drum major. What I don't know is how you get in a group to even get dropped off at 13, 14. Tell, tell us how you got into a group 
you know, well, what that age? It was, it was, um, well, I was what, 15 when I was able to really sing in a, in a, a band or whatever. Um, it was a woman in the South and she played guitar and she wanted background singers. Yes, Alfreda King. And she wanted, you know, background singers. So me and my other girlfriend from New York, we sung together a lot. So we just decided, oh, you know what? We'll be her little background singers. And that gave us the, you know, the little end. It opened the door to start doing little shows and being on stage and whatnot. And Alfreda was very, you know, she was older than us and she was very protective of us. But my mother still, she wouldn't even leave us with Alfreda. She'd be like, no, uh-uh. And yeah. I mean, Alfreda ain't, ain't mama, so right. I understand. <laughs> right. My mother was like, no. Yeah. So, you know, she was still, we did like the spring flings and all of that. And my mother, my mother would be there. Soon as it was over, let's go. We out. My mother didn't play. Ain't no friend. Like, no, it wasn't no, you can stay around and mess around with the little band members that's right. grown men or the yeah. other bands, whatever. No, my mother was like, no, let's go. Thank so, God, because there's stories. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My mother didn't play that. She didn't want stories. So right. <laughs> she was like, No, I had enough stories going on with you, you know. In my childhood, so and and actually, my mother didn't even know um, that, and and I'll get to that that I was being molested by my dad. Um, I, my mother didn't know until I was a senior in high school. But my my dad was nowhere around. He didn't. I wasn't raised by my dad. You know, I just visited was visiting him when I was younger. But we'll get to that. Yeah, and how it affects your life. Yes, because um, it does. It does. It really does. Yes, it mm -hmm. does. I mean, I think it actually changes your life in a way, you know? It does. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. it, it really, it can, it can make you greater or, or it can cripple you, one of the two. Oh, yeah. But it's definitely something that so many, and I say us because I'm a victim of um, sexual abuse as, as well. So right. uh, one, I think like what, maybe three out of four girls? Probably. Like, Probably. And, and and let's not forget our baby boys because they've been. That's right. Well. That's right. That's right. And a lot of boys, a lot of boys mm -hmm. and a lot of boys are being touched by grown women, yes. you know, and, and, and that's stuff that's making them not even want to deal with women when they get older. It's like they got that whole phobia of women. Yeah. So yeah, we can when, you're kid, today. when you're a kid, I mean, you just, you know, you damage so much of just the natural growth process when you interrupt right. it with evil like that. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. And it's evil. You said it right. It's an evil. And once that evil comes in, that evil starts to take over your life. Yeah. And, and then you don't understand why certain things are going on in your life. And you know, why you grow up and you bananas and you like, oh, why, why do I like girls? Or why do I like guys? You know what I'm saying? Guys for guys. Mm -hmm. Or why, why do I, why am I a hoe? Why am mm -hmm. I, you know, swinging Amen. around hoes? Why am I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and, we don't, we live, I, and we also live in a society that sweeps stuff under the rug and doesn't talk about it all the time, all the time. And that's the that's the most hurtful part of it is when our families do that. And they're like, oh, you know, well, I, if you would have told me then I could have did something or if you would. No, I'm telling you now, go do something right. about that. Right. Go do something. <laughs> see, that, that. That's, that's me yeah. with my kids. Absolutely. My kids don't tell me no story later and then think mommy ain't gonna do nothing because I'm crazy. So yeah. they would be like, don't tell mom. Just don't don't tell mom. Yeah. She's gonna act the fool. Yeah. So you know what I mean? And that's yeah, how no, we should be with our children. 
Mm. That's how we should be with our kids. You know, my father was bananas. My father was a heroin addict on mm. top of being uh, a child molester. He had all kinds of issues. So, yeah. you know. Well, I'm still I'm still sorry that that happened to you still. Oh, uh, you know what? Um, I put it this way. And, and it's, it's bad for everybody that it happened to. Any and everybody that have been molested, you know, have been taken advantage of it in some type of way, um, have been abused any kind of way. Yeah. I feel bad for everybody because yeah. it's not a one person thing. This mm -hmm. is a spirit and this mm -hmm. is a spiritual thing. These are demonic spirits that are coming in that are able to take over people lives mm -hmm. and cause them to do these things because these are spirits. But we yeah. can talk about that later. Cause, girl, I don't <laughs> cause yeah, 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 I don't yeah, yeah, Jackie got a whole, Jack, it should be Jackie's world. Cause Jackie got a whole, oh, okay. and I ain't trying to take over your show. No, so. no, no. Listen, th you are okay. the show, ma'am. You are the Thank show. You, you are you. the show. Well, um, once you, uh, you know, was in the groups and stuff like there was a, a point that you moved to Madison Heights, uh, Virginia. What was Virginia. that experience like? Um, I moved to Madison Heights because I had to live with my grandparents and, okay. um, it was, it was country, the mountains. Um, Wait, it was more countryer than North Carolina. Yes. It was <laughs> the reason why it was more country. South Carolina was country, but <laughs> Virginia was even more country because we were in the mountains. And then my grandfather grew most of our food. So he had the pig, we had the, you know, we had the, the food, I had to pick beans, whatever, you know, uh, I appreciate it now because yeah. of course, you know, I love the whole idea of, you know, having a field and, and, and planting your stuff. And that's what I want to do now. But, um, it was country. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't <laughs> go nowhere. You know, I was mowing grass. I was painting. I was doing all kinds of stuff while all the other kids, all the other kids was doing them. Yeah, I was doing that. But my grandfather did. He allowed me to be I, while I was in marching band for from when I was in fifth grade, fifth grade. So I was in the band. I was always in the band up until being a senior in high school. And I also sung in, you know, the the singing chorales. I, I sung in a traveling singing group. Oh, um, and, you know, we I can do anything, singing, anything playing my instrument, but I couldn't go nowhere. It wasn't no hanging out. You know, I'm well, sorry. Well, listen, he 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 was the father to your mama. Like, if she was if she wasn't playing, I know they wasn't playing. <laughs> no, no, my and my grandfather was a military man, so oh, wow. he did thirty 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 dollars. He did thirty years in the military, so oh, that was a whole different he flow. Didn't play. He um, didn't play. Well, I know that you got two music scholarships, but you kind of threw them to a side to go back to New York when you got when you were 17, to do this music thing. To do this music thing, girl. I told my, my grandfather, you know, I was like, I don't want to go to college. I, I want to go and take my chance at singing. And he was like, all right, well, you know, you on your own. You got to figure it out on your own. So um, I left and I went, actually went back to Spartanburg, South Carolina first for a couple of months after I graduated. Then I ended up going to New York um in September of 1984 and um I took over my sister's apartment and, and then I started you know just doing grinding in the in the music um round because my my brother no, most people grind no most people grind 
No, tell tell everybody about your grind versus other people's grind. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a little way in. I had a little way in. Yeah. Um, my brother-in-law, um, he was in the group change. So when I graduated, he brought me in. So I had already, I already, M2 May was already Uncle M2 May um, from the group. Juicy Fruit, um, y'all. Um, I was going to say Juicy Fruit. M2 May was already Uncle M2 May. Um, Johnny Kemp. Um, just got paid. Johnny Kemp was already Uncle Johnny. Um, you know, everybody was already there for us to start, you know, the process of me doing whatever. So I started singing with um, with Johnny and a few other people. Now I'm surrounded by all the other singers that are with them. We all did the same, you know, um, venues and, and clubs and stuff. And it was Allison Williams, Melissa Morgan. Um, they were all older than me, but these are the ones that I was learning from. On top of, I was going on the road with, um, I was going on the road with M2 Man and watching his show, you know, all the time and learning from Tawatha. And and then I was going out with um, Atlantic Star because my brother-in-law started playing with Atlantic Star as well. So I started, you know, watching them, learning from them. So I was surrounded like by all of these you know, groups and people already, these art, these, and they, they weren't even artists, artists, like Melissa wasn't an artist, artist yet, and, and Allison wasn't an artist, artist yet, but, um, you know, the other groups were already, but it was just being around them, and then yeah, it started I kind to, of feel like it was college, I kind of feel like it was Juilliard, yes, you know? it was, it was, it was, it was college, because I was surrounded by so many ridiculous um, musicians, Najee, um, saxophone player Najee, me and Najee. I'm gonna say like, graduate was my school. big I'm brother. Gra- I'm gonna say graduate school. This ain't right, college. Right, this, right, college. Right. this is graduate was, school. Oh my gosh, I was around so many dope musicians. It was the musicians that were crazy that I was around on top of singers, but um, they taught me, and that's how that's how I learned. And um, when I turned 19, I met Teddy. And I met Teddy through um, another friend of his that was in a group. They had a group called Kids at Work. And Clarell, his friend, um, Clarell, that was in the group, I had met him dancing in the club. And he was telling me about Teddy. We was dancing in the club, getting it in. He had high shoulder pads on the whole night looking crazy. And, um, and he was telling me about, you know, their little group, Kids at Work or whatever. And he was like, I want you to meet, you know, my boy, Teddy Riley, whatever, whatever. So I was like, bet. So I met Ted, we get together, we start working together. So now we have a band and our band was crazy because we had, I was the lead singer and Omar Chandler that did Joy and Pain. um, He did, you know, he did that with Rob Bass. Mm -hmm. And um, so me and Omar were the two lead singers and Teddy was the band director, of course. And you know, we we had our band for about a year. Um, we had we had Gene Griffin like kind of managing us from jail. So we would we would, <laughs> we would um, was he the Suge Knight of the day was yes, yes. No, let me tell you something. Suge has nothing on Gene Griffin. Like wow, he could never be a Gene because Gene was fly. He was fly. Dress fly, everything about him was fly. On top of, he was like a fifth degree black belt, something, some shenanigans. Oh, wow. 
And then he had his crew, you know, they listen to Gene. So, mm-hmm. and people were scared of Gene. You know, people were scared of, of Suge because Suge was like punking people. But if he really got shook by himself, you know, I heard a whole bunch of stories where people were like, all right, even my manager, Hiram Hicks, had a thing with Suge. And um, Hiram's from Philly. And, you know, they from the street. So <laughs> I, that's all I'm going to say. And um, I heard Hiram was on the table, broke a, broke a pool stick, like, to, wow. to Suge, like, I will kill you type of thing. But um, saying all that to say, I wasn't there, so I don't really know what happened. But I know Hiram ain't taking no shorts. So Suge wasn't like a gene. Okay. Gene was quiet on the mm. low. And you will get it. You know what I'm saying? But he loved me. And when we were rehearsing, we rehearsed on 145th Street in, in Harlem at some, you know, little, it wasn't a hole in the wall, but it was a, um, it was a bar. They had a back room, you know, in the back room, they was doing shenanigans. They was gambling, <laughs> sniffing, doing all kinds of stuff. So right. Gene's thing was make sure that Jackie and Teddy and them are good. Don't let nothing happen to them and nobody. When I tell you, I was protected. Oh, we were protected. Nobody popped off. Nobody did anything. So speeding the story up, we, um, we did, you know, we were doing shows around New York and, and all that having fun, acting stupid. And then, um, we kind of all started going our separate ways because Teddy started getting called for more, you know, whatever he was doing, production stuff he was doing. And, you know, I was working my job. And um, I think I'm trying to think. I was at I was at ABC before I when when making last. What were you doing at ABC? What were you What were you? I was working for everything at ABC. I went from ABC Television to ABC Sports to ABC Radio. (laughs) I was at everything at ABC, and that was that was right before Make It Last Forever the album hit. Um, But I listen. But before you get there, I want to know. What did you learn from being with the Johnny Kipps, Allison Williams, you know, M2 May? How did you build your musical foundation? Because first you're with them, right? And then mm-hmm. you end up with Teddy. So right. tell me, you know, from the South, now you're 17, 18, you're, you're with, to me, the creme de la creme. Because you're, like you said, you're with musicians who know real music. These are like yeah. the architects of what we listen to. Right. And then you're with Teddy. So can you just tell us musically and sonically and you just as a vocalist, what did you gain from each group um, leading up to the moment that, you know, you met Keith? But before, like, how did how did you okay. tell us about the bill? Because you're a, you're a full blown artist. You know what I mean? So all these what? things. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. no, I no all these things are, are stacking. Like, right. you know, you, you got from 15 to now, but look at the people that are around you that yeah, you're right, so right. in, that you're yeah. learning and they're all right. older than you. So what, right. what are you putting in your pocket by the time you get with Teddy or leave Teddy? So what I was doing from each person that I worked with, because I worked with Johnny the longest before I got with Teddy. Okay. Um I was my, I was vocal trained by um, a guy. He ended up passing away. His name is Mark Ledford, bad trumpet player, and um, he was an incredible vocalist as well. And he started vocal training me, and he was the one 
that had me not singing in my head voice anymore, singing in, you know, like the Minnie Rippletons and singing up there, but he had me singing from my gut. He mm. taught me how to sing from my gut. And he was like, that's the voice that you're going to use. So that part of it, when I was working with Mark Ledford, he was the one that taught me where my voice really was and what it what what my voice was going to be. And then from there, it was like, okay, now start using your voice in every show that you do with Johnny and them, because we we had a, a band. So I was I would um, sing certain songs, whatever, do me baby, whatever song was out, you know, it was all the mm-hmm. little top ten. And I just started using my voice and using my voice and using that voice. Yeah. And um so, how different was that performing with this voice versus the one you had been using? Well, it's like Jocelyn Brown singing. Um, um, what's the song? Um, 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 somebody else's guy. It's mm. like from singing a Minnie Rippleton song to singing somebody else's guy. Mm. And I used to sing somebody else's guy um, even when I was in like Spartanburg doing the shows or whatever. But I didn't have as much grit yet. So I had to learn, like you said, I was in college. Yeah. So, and and the crazy part of it is, I I um when I met Teddy, and we had our band, that was just even more rehearsal for us. You know what I mean? Right. That was just getting getting it prepared for what was to come. Now you're not knowing what's coming, you know, yeah. but it's the preparation for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And all I kept seeing is myself. Like I tried to sing background for um, Freddie Jackson and. And uh, I'm trying to think who else. And nobody would let me sing. So I'm like, how come I can't work? I'm, you know, but they, he yeah. had all the baddest singers. He had, he had the um, Cindy Mizell and, um, um, oh my gosh, um, his, his, it, her husband is um, Audrey Wheeler. Audrey, Audrey's married to Will Downing. And um, oh, it was, it was yeah. his wife, Audrey Wheeler. Um, Cindy Mizell, you know, they use the Lisa Fishers and all that. So when they need to go in the studio and lay background vocals and all that, they wouldn't use Jackie. So I was like, well, where I'm going to fit in? You know, <laughs> can I get in? Can I get in? It was like playing double guts. Like, can, can I get in? I'm a little young Jack, you know, the new Jack. Yeah. Not knowing what the most I had for me. Not mm-hmm. having a clue on what the most I had for me and what was to come. So yeah. when I start, when I finally, you know, when, when I was with Teddy and then we did our run for mm-hmm. maybe a year um, and then we dispersed, um, then I meet Keith. But I met Keith because Keith's band, the, the band Keith was in is actually, that was actually my father-in-law now, my father-in-law's band, Jamila. Mm-hmm. And Keith was the lead singer. And and back then, my father-in-law, Larry Peoples, he he came to me and he was like, Jack, I want you to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. And he came to a gig that I was at and he was like, I want you to meet somebody. Yeah. And I was like, OK, cool. And he said, um, you know, this is one of the lead singers in our band. Mm-hmm. And this is Keith Sweat. And I was like, what's up? You know, how you doing? And he was like, hey, baby, you know, and he, standing, he can hear me sing. And yeah. then after the show, you know, yeah. he was like. Um, well, I'm in the studio, I'm working on a record, but it's a single right now. It was just a single deal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he said, but I want you to come to the studio. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely trying to grin, but nobody was paying attention to none of that. So, you know, we had phones back then. It wasn't no, you know, it wasn't a, the beeper. Beeper didn't even start yet. Because so, this was like 80. This is what, 87? Right. 86, 86. So beeper, beeper didn't start yet. So he calling my phone, calling my phone, my house phone. You know, um, I want you to come to the studio. So it was a month that went past. I finally said, you know what? Let me go to the studio and see what, what this is about, you know. Mm-hmm. So I get to the studio and Teddy's there. And I'm like, what you doing here? And he's like, what you doing here? So he said, I'm working on the project. Right. I'm going to um, produce the record. And I was like, oh, okay, that's dope, you know. So um, we did Don't Stop Your Love. Mm-hmm. So that was the first. That was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then um, we were, we did, uh, I think I wanna, I think we did I wanna next, but the tracks were so freaking banging. I was like, yo, this is gonna be crazy because <laughs> it went from a single deal to an album deal. Yeah, so, those are classic joints. I mean, all you know, of them. What? When the record label heard, even Don't Stop Your Love, and they, yes. hear, the, they hear the track and they like, doo doo. They like yo. Wait a minute. He about to him and Teddy about to do a whole album. So right. now it's the album deal. You know, every now it's the album stuff. So now we're working on the record, and they got to okay. We got a duet. Mm-hmm. So they called another girl, another yeah. friend of mine, yeah. um, Vivian Sesame. <laughs> Which is that's my girl. And no, Vivian, I know, but was she so. still your girl after this story? You know what? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Vivian probably still wanted to stab me in the eye or something, you know, because Vivian was in the in the um band with Keith and them too. Like she sung off and on with them. So okay. Vivian was Keith's friend, but I knew her because I knew her from singing, you know, doing the circuit and stuff. And Vivian was my girl. She was always cool with me. We were always cool. And um, and I love you, Vivian, to this day. Um, but, she, but still, they asked Jackie to sing first. Yeah, they did. That was the problem. <laughs> or the winning, or, or, the, or the historic moment that we all get to uh, live in every time we play that song. I Talk know. about going into that booth and, no, I know. like, where did Vivian go after they did, after <laughs> well, what happened was. I'm sorry. I, I know you guys. I'm interrupting the story. So they called in another singer, Vivian, who used to sing with them. And then what happened? Carry on, Jackie. So um, they told me to come first. Well, Vincent, Vincent Davis, Vincentainment, um, that's who Keith was signed to. Vincent said, I want Jackie to go first. Because um, Vincent was already a Jackie fan. So he was like, I want Jackie to go first. Keith wanted Vivian to go first because that's his homie. You know, and I get that. Um, Vince said, no, I want Jackie to go first. Teddy just, like, I ain't saying nothing. So, <laughs> and um, then I come in and now we're working on Make It Last. And Teddy's like, Jackie, you know, because he knows my voice. So now he's like, Jackie, I need you to sing this. Do the, do the ooh, do the ooh. Ah. And, and I was like, okay, I got it. And then, you know, I just went in and I started just doing singing. 
And it wasn't like me and Keith were in there singing together and we was in love and we holding hands and we rocking this duet. It was nothing like that. I just went in and did, you know, I was 20 years old. I went in and did what I know how to, what I knew how to do naturally. And with Teddy guiding my vocals and then Keith saying, okay, I need you to do this and let's go back and forth on this part and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we created magic, but I didn't know it was magic at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that's but, but Jackie, that's what makes it magic. That's you what makes know, it magic. Cause you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. And and the crazy part was I was like, um, this is the worst. I was like, the track is killer, right? Yeah. I was all about the track. Like yeah. the track was dope. Bang. Yeah. But but but, but tell everybody like, who you thought Keith sounded like. What's his name? Steve. Keith, I thought I, Keith, I thought Keith sound just like Steve Arrington. Um, and I love Steve. I love Steve yeah, Arrington because you know yeah. we, we like walking down the town, baby. Walking down the street, watching lady. That was my joint. So right. when I heard Keith's voice, I'm like, okay, he's like a Steve Arrington. Okay, a duet. Oh. <laughs> And to be honest, I still did not know how the record would come out. And it was, you know, the one thing I have to give Keith. Keith is a phenomenal writer. Mm. He's a phenomenal um, arranger. Mm -hmm. And even production-wise, he knows what he wants. And that's what I do love about him. And that that I, I learned from Keith and Teddy, you know, how to. I learned my bumping parts from Teddy. You know, I know yeah. them bumping tracks anywhere. Yeah. But I learned, you know, the the melodic and the, the melodic part of writing and, the, and and hearing something that's dope. And then putting your little whiny stuff in there and make it rock. That's what I love about Keith. Mm-hmm. He, made that, he made that. One of my favorite songs that he did was um, I Will Give All My Love to You. Mm-hmm. I love that song. I love, 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 love that song. And um, like I said, I didn't know. Anything was going to hit, no nothing. So the first single was Don't Stop Your Love. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the video for it. It was, you know, popping. Um, the record started doing really well. The second single was I Wanna. You know, but let me tell you, this, the album went gold in like two seconds. And yeah. then three months later, it was platinum. So. And that's, once- look, and that's back before the internet. Yep. Before the internet, we we were out on the road, grinding hard, doing city to city every night, six days a week, mm. different city, and we would we started off in in um, like clubs, atmospheres first, and we were only in there for two seconds. Mm-hmm. We went from clubs to theaters to arenas, wow, and like that. I mean. And we were, you know, the tours that we had from the beginning were really, really good tours. Like we we did a tour with, um, we had Slam, it was called Slam in 88, I think. Um, that was with uh, Salt and Pepper, Keith Sweat, Heavy D and the Boys, and Rob Bass. Mm-hmm. That was a dope tour. Um, sound, it sounds like nothing but fun. I want to go see that oh, show wait, now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I yes, want to go so, see that show right, now. Exactly, exactly. Right, if we can put that back together, that'll be crazy. Most high yeah. heavy D. So, you know what I hate about the popularity of it all is that you guys didn't get to make a video for "Make It Last Forever," yeah. and 
the problem I have with that for me personally, I don't know about everybody else, is that um, I lived in a town with no black radio. So the only right. way I was going to see, um, you know, black artists is and hear them is through television. And right. so the fact that you didn't have a video, um, I didn't, I knew the song, but I didn't know who Jackie was. Right. right. A lot of people still don't know who Jackie is. And the crazy thing is, even after me coming out with my own album, and having my videos, there's people that, you know, that were fans of that, of my record and and whatever. But they st they they know me when I got my hair, my braids and my hair shaved off. You know, that's like, oh, OK, that's Jackie McGee or whatever from from our old school people. Yeah. would know. But people don't know because they don't know my face. And I had so many different it, part of it is my fault, too. And I have to I have to be honest. It, first of all, we didn't have a video, and and that was only because of um, us being on the road. So we were able to we were able to kill it in every city that it made the record go platinum, and then it went double platinum. So it was us just working on the road. But when finally later, when my record came out in '92, um, I didn't make it no better because I and I still do it to this day. I have twenty thousand different looks. I love I love wigs. I've been wearing different color wigs and my hair shaved off and braids in the middle and all kind of stuff forever. Isn't that, isn't that called style? Isn't that called yes. being an artist? But they didn't know what to do with me back then. I was too much. I was. But I, I, think, was, that, but I think that if there was a, it, because that song is so iconic, if there was just a video with you and Keith, like you would forever be associated, no matter how your look changed with right. that song. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I didn't have black radio, so. I was late coming to the party when I went to school, college in Atlanta. You know, then I got to hear all the, you know, the bridges over and, you know, make it last forever. But right. I didn't know it was you. Right, 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 you know? right. And that's and that's a that's that's a problem. So all these years singing along to something that you made fire, like Keith. Thank you. Lord. What you said, like like with Keith, he he definitely give Keith his credit because like. I'm going to always sing Keith's part because I can sing along right. with you. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm like, go ahead, Jackie, you take it. <laughs> so I love Keith. He made me feel like I can sing. So right, um, right. Right. <laughs> what I'm saying is that like, it wouldn't have been what it was without you, without that fire. So to have all these years and you be part of the reason why, like people say, that is one of the best songs ever made, and people not know that you're part of that. Like that's a travesty. No, you know what? It used to, it really used to bother me so much. I would cry, I would cry, because I'm like nobody knows who I am, and I used to cry all the time because I'm like, Father, I don't understand. I don't understand my, you know, my whole journey because it wasn't just make it last forever. You know, was I ended up doing. Salt and peppers. Salt and peppers. Um, Wait, just for the just for the people, you know, because we got to deal with copyright. So I just got a little taste of of Jackie and Keith singing. It's on YouTube. You guys can go watch the whole thing. But I just, you know, when I was editing, just a little few seconds. When I tell you, I, I played that thing over and over like I was in the in the oh, concert. Yes, like I it, did. Yeah. Like it just came out. You Look, and this, is, and this is why, y'all. Got to 
Now y'all can go and watch the whole thing because y'all know, you know, YouTube, Facebook, everything, copyright. So I only, you know, could play a few seconds. But right. what, what I'm seeing is like even just preparing for this interview and listening, it's like repeat. Let's start repeat. <laughs> let's start repeat. Because I mean, it's just, and, but that's what classic songs do. That's what class, you know, great artists. That's why you guys are great because you know you transport us back to a time, a feeling, and it never goes away. You know, you, we, you know what? I and and I thank you for saying that because um, even though well, I'm, I'm always ready to cry because I'm a crybaby. Even though okay. I was wasn't able, and still I can't say I wasn't able because the Most High has me doing something else right now, and and I'll tell you about that, but. Just because I wasn't able to be seen and heard, I mean, I've been, I was heard, but I wasn't able to be seen through that. It bothered me and I mm -hmm. cried, but it doesn't mean that people won't know me later. Oh, because absolutely not. Yeah. Not, but I only say that because um, it, it hurt me so bad that people would say, Oh, you know, you're a one hit wonder and this and this and that. And I'm like, well, I didn't have one hit. Can I say I had two? <laughs> but, you know, and that's two plat double platinum. Double platinum. Not just, not and just and, gold. And to, and to me, you, you weren't like a period on a sentence. You was part of what made the sentence pop. Right. You get right. what I'm saying? So I'm grateful for. I mean, so the reason that to me, both songs, and we'll get to the salt and pepper thing, um, Pop is because Jackie McGee was on it. And I don't know which is worse. Like, cause you know, when I interviewed Martha Wash and you know how they put the CNC factory, they had the little chocolate thin uh, girl yes. uh, mimicking her. And, and so her, she was heard as well, but not, yeah. you know, yeah. so I don't know which one is worse, yours or hers, but it ain't right. It ain't it's right. not right. And I, and you know what? Cause I love me some Martha Wash and I understand I understood how she felt as being two tons of fun to the weather girls, yeah. to Martha Wash. You know what I'm saying? I know all their songs and yeah. followed them. And I know because it was always a thing about how we look, you know. Mm -hmm. And so because they were, you know, heavier, then that means they didn't fit in and they weren't pretty. But see, now, if she came out now, it would be a whole different thing. Because now you have, you know, people walking around butt naked, you know, <laughs> heavy set. Right. So, right. so and, and listen, right. applauded for it. You applauded, and I'm sitting up there talking about. Do you have a thong on? Okay, I know. I'm like, I want you to love your body too, but do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you sitting at? Yes. Like, Where are you sitting at? I just make sure I'm not gonna sit behind you. Cause I don't know what your JJ smell like, and I sure don't know what your butt smell like. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. No, it's all good. I listen. I welcome. I welcome it all. Um, and so you go from make it last forever being like this smash hit across the country. No video really to show that it that it's yours. And then you know your family, Herbie Lovebug, calls you to fix a song and boy when you fixed that song you fixed it didn't you you fixed it well, you guys tell tell the story of, I, and i've been singing that song forever i ain't know i i was like do salt and pepper sing too i didn't know right. <laughs> i thought it was them 
I thought you was lip singing today's song. Girl. Lip singing. And, and even that, people still don't even put two and two together with me being the little the little thing the garbage can. But no, ooh, so this is what I this is what I want to know. I know you guys audience might not you, you guys you, I'll catch you up in a minute, but you you said you, Herbie, and um play from play, play were going to uh start off as the bums, but then at the end of the video, you guys gonna be walking fly down the um walkway and you tell the story of why that didn't happen but my thing was why did you be in the video at all since that didn't happen right and that was my thing i i because you know i was all game I, I'm, I'm i've been like that forever i'm getting tongue-tied i've been like that forever i'm i'm the underdog that'll be like come on let's do this we can have fun let's just do it um when first of all do you want me to go to the video first? Tell about the video, or do you want me to go back to how wherever, I did? Listen, what, listen. Start from wherever you feel comfortable, because it's look, it's all crazy to me. I was like, not Cheryl. Oh no! But go ahead. Tell, just tell the story how it is in, in your experience. And yeah. When you, and when you finish, please tell me what do you what if you could go back? What would you tell your younger self in that situation? Okay, so. I ended up, um, Herbie Lovebuck called me because remember I told you we did the Slammin' 88 tour. So that's how I met Salt and Pepper, Herbie Lovebuck and all of them. Um, Herbie's sister started working with me on the road. So when when Salt and Pepper, when we were finished with that tour, his sister was still working with me. And um, Herbie called me and asked me, um, this was you know some time later, he asked me would I come and fix a song? And I was like, all right, no problem. I got you. So I came to the studio and, and my boy, um, Stanley Brown, who is another um, very dope producer yeah. that um, produced Chris, Christopher um, Williams and all of them. Don't wake me. I'm dreaming and all that. So um, Stanley and I were managed by Hiram Hicks. So um, me and Stanley go, we like we look at each other like, we, what are we supposed to do to this again? So Stanley <laughs> playing, Stanley playing some stuff and he making the track funky. And then I was like, you know what? It would be dope if I can sing something how Shaka would sing it on a hip hop record. Yeah. So I was like, let me try this. Let me try this. So, you know, we took the lyrics or whatever that um, Herbie gave me and, and, and the, the thing, and it was horrible, and turned it around. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like trying to rewrite the lyrics some and make stuff just work for me mm -hmm. singing it. So we do it. We get it done. Hiram was like, um, I don't want you doing it because they don't want to give you a point on the record. And why so didn't they? Why didn't they want to give you a point when you that, that's the whole hook of the song? Exactly. So, you know, this is record company. Get over. This is all record company. Get, get 101. Over. Record label. 101. And Herbie knew he, you know, Herbie knew that I'm a softy. So. I was like, all right, Herbie, make sure I get paid through AFTRA and SAG. So I got triple scale and I think I got like $750. Mm -hmm. But I was making money because I'm not only singing, you know, with Keith, I had my record deal already by then. I had already recorded my album. And I was also, um, I had just, I was about to go on the road with um, the rock group Toto. Toto. They did Africa, Hold the Line, Rosanna, Georgie Porgy. So I had money. I didn't go out with Toto yet. I was about to go out with Toto. Right. I just finished my record, so I had some money. I had money too. So I um 
I was like, you know what, Herbie? Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm gonna go you really it. wanted to sing on a hip hop. I wanted album. to sing a hip hop track. I was like, I want to see. I just want to see if we can get a number one record with a hip hop track, you know? And that was my thing. I didn't care about the money really and all of that. I was like, you know, I'm good. Um, but, you know, now I regret that I did that, but we'll talk about that. But I wanted to do it just to yeah. see and just have something else. And then my record got put on hold. So I was like, well, at least let me have something with my voice out. I don't yeah. want it to be, you know, two years going and I'm not, I don't have no record. So we get it done. Long story short, record comes out. It blows up. It's salt and Pepper's first number one record on the Billboard hip hop charts. Um, first number one, I think it was number one for eight weeks. Um, went it made it to my them. town. It made it to my town. And my town is white, is all get out. So it definitely crossed that, over to That's me. a pop, right? That's a yes. pop crossover joint when it make it to those towns, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> when you come to those little towns, where are you from? I'm from um Springfield, Illinois, not Chicago. Oh, okay. Chicago okay. is a whole nother, you know. So right, every right. time I was at parties in Atlanta. And they would say, because um, they was never going to say, is Springfield in the house? But they would say, is Brooklyn in the So I would always claim Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn? Okay. Well, yeah, claim Brooklyn. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> you know me? You were like, I'm claiming Brooklyn. Yeah, um, they ain't never going to say my town. But no, we no, have black radio. So, But we heard expression on the radio because it right, right. That's crazy. That and, that and that's dope because it did get, you know, crossover. And it was a big song. Um, and you know, when it was time to do the video, well, going back to when it was time to do the video, Herbie, um, how, Herbie's house caught on fire. So Herbie wasn't at the video shoot until later. He came later. So we went ahead and started shooting a video. Um, Millicent Shelton, she's the bomb. She shot my videos. She used to do everybody's videos. I remember too. her name. I remember so, her name so, on, on video. So on video stuff. Yeah. She did so many videos and um, she was shooting the video and I wore a lot of funky hats and stuff. I was always funky, very eclectic and different, you yeah. know, you, all the time. I was yeah. always crazy. You, you, you was who Erica Badu took a page out of. Yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy. Um, Mike Bivens is so funny. He said when I remember when when Salt and Pepper's uh, song came out, he saw the video. He said because we were all managed by Hiram, you know, BBD was managed by Hiram, too. So he goes, yo, yo, John. He was like, what? I, I showed a video. That, that's your whole style, Jack. They took your whole style. That's your hats. That's on you, Jack. That's your shit. Sorry. I'm mad you sound just like him, too. That's, but that's what he was like, Jack. They took your whole style. What, what yeah. good? But, um, you know, the the I was the bum in the garbage. I was supposed to be the bum in the garbage. It was supposed to be me, Herbie, and Play from Kid and Play. We were going to be the bums. Yeah. And then Herbie wasn't there because the house caught on fire. He had to get the puppies out and all of that. But then um, he he gets there after I had beef with Cheryl because I was supposed to go down the runway and have on a whole fly outfit and my hats that I wear. And like a transformation, um, like a transformation, right. whole yeah. transformation from being homeless to, you know, That's being right. fly. Right. And she didn't want me to do that. She said, well, no, Herbie didn't tell me nothing about that. And no, because Millicent was like, 
Well, Cheryl's saying no, Jack. And I said, what do you mean? We supposed to change clothes. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't come here to be no damn bum in a garbage can. And then we don't change and be fly. I wouldn't have signed up for that. Right. And um, she was like, well, you know, Kirby's not here. I've been trying to call him and I can't get him. You know, his house caught on fire or whatever. So, you know, at that point, I was just like, you know what? Millicent, don't worry about it. Um, and she, you know, Millie just kept apologizing. She was like, Jackie, I'm sorry. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. So I've changed my clothes back, you know, threw my long shielding on because, you know, you know, when you have a little couple of coins, you think you fly. <laughs> I my think long, you was my fly. Long, they look, they my get your whole style. You was fly. What you mean, think? Yeah, take that little... pink out of there. Wait, but, you know, because I, I try to stay humble. I'm not, I'm not. And, and no, let me tell you It comes across. It comes this, across. You see this little Moschino shirt? Let me tell you something. This ain't real. And it was $2 in the, in the thrift store. That's but, all I'm telling you. But you know, style is not about money. Style is about how you Thank you. together. It's about you. the story you're telling. Thank you. And people always want to go and spend all this stupid money trying to keep up with the Joneses. And it's like, y'all better go to some of these thrift stores and find some stuff up in there and keep it moving and keep but it cool. Style, but the way you pick, that's the difference. That's you the difference, I mean? yeah. You could, everybody doesn't have that skill set to go in a whole group of clothes and come out and make it be fly. So I know, right, right. But I, I do, I have to I have to tell y'all, I, I worked for German Vogue for a little while before I went out on the road, you know, See? make the last forever blew See? up. So I, I had a little, you know, I had my fashion taste. I was always fashionable, you know, but I had my yeah. fashion taste. But anyway. Well, why do you think she didn't want you to, is it, I mean, like you, you were a critical part. Is it because she just didn't know that was between you and Herbie and she didn't know about that or like you were, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. To be honest, yeah. to this day, I can't, I, I can't, couldn't even tell you why. Mm -hmm. But what I kind of guess is okay. maybe she thought I had something going on with Herbie, and I was like, maybe she thought Herbie was my boo or something on the low because he used to be her boo. Oh, and I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, I used to date. Uh, didn't they show that? Did they show that in their biopic? I don't listen. I don't remember. I, I didn't. I don't remember. I, I saw the movie on Lifetime, but I totally forgot that. I, you know. Yeah, they, oh, I, yeah. they, they, boyfriend and girlfriend at some point. Oh. So that's the only thing that I could think of. And okay. you know, I had nothing going on with no Herbie. You know, Herbie yeah. was family to me. You know, I knew yeah. his whole family. So my thing is, you weren't just a random. Your your vocals were. A critical part of the song, so that's why I'm just like, you know, it's just it's just hard to kind of right. understand, you know. Right. But right. it is the music industry. <laughs> all day, all, all day, all day, all so day. You just, you just decided to be in it because you just didn't want to cause any 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 conflict. You just was like, whatever, I'll do it or what? Because you are in it. Well, I, I just said leave it. You know, oh, they, leave they, what you already had. I had what I had already done because I was like. At this point in my mind, I was saying we didn't even have a video for Make It Last Forever. At mm. least, you know, people will know me from this. And look, and look, everybody, I, I used to sing along to this all the time. And this is Jackie. Never knew that this was the person who reworked the song and sang it and helped make it a double platinum hit. Here she goes. It would have been so fly to see you at the end walking the runway. So fly, all right, because that hat 
that was a that was a Jackie hat right in that garbage can that I put on. That was a Jackie hat. Mm. So I was like, darn, I get to get fly and then put, you know, put the hat on with something fly. Mm. But I never got to do it. And um it, it, you know, to be to be honest, it was with my most of my career. Um even when I was doing my record, Puffy wanted to work with me. So I was managed by Andre Harrell first for two minutes. Mm. And Andre came to me with the whole idea of being the queen of the ghetto. And I was like, what? The queen of who? And he was like, avant-garde. Because I feel like you were avant-garde Madonna. Like, not, yeah, go ahead. Right. And, and he, you know, he was like, I can see you as the queen of the ghetto, you know, queen of hip-hop soul, da 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 But, see, he didn't say queen of hip-hop soul too much. He said more of the queen of the ghetto. And I was like, but I'm not ghetto, Dre. I, I can't pull that off. I was yeah. like, now, you know, I'll fight because I'm from the South Bronx. You know, I'm from New York, period, whatever. And I fight all day, but mm -hmm. I'm not ghetto. I can't, I can't. I was like, I'm too funky for that. I'm, you know, and he was like, I'm telling you, yo, Jack, I'm telling you it can work, da, 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 da. So I turned it down. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Red. Um, Which was great. That shows, that shows your integrity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I was like that, you, that you, but you were young, Jackie. You right. could have, like, you could have been like, well, today I am about to be the queen of hip hop. So, you know, <laughs> right. I'm 27 right. years old. You, you're, uh, you know, you're going to put me on in a way I've already been snubbed a couple of times. So right. it just speaks to your integrity that you're like, that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it wasn't me. So I was like, no, I'm too, I'm too funky. I'm like, nah. Uh -uh. And I was like, and I'm not ghetto enough. Like they, yeah. you know, I don't have nothing. I don't want to slap nobody up or have Cause you know, when you hear the queen of the ghetto, it's like, do I have to punch somebody in the face or do I have to do something crazy? I don't want to do that. I just want to be fly. And, and, just being, and just being authentic. Cause like when you think of queen of soul, like I didn't understand that the reason Aretha Franklin was the queen of soul is because Everything that she's saying sound like it came from the church. Every came out of her soul. Yes, out of her yes. soul. Exactly. So her being the queen of soul was, you know, it it it, it went together hand in hand, like right. without authenticity. Listen, authenticity. And listen, yes. I don't. I just want to show this comment real quick because. Uh, you know, we, we'll get back to this, but they said that song and video was everything because of you talking about the salt and pepper um, expression. That bad lady okay. looked fierce and had street cred. You know, so I just, I just wanted That's to. Thank you, Abizzi. I love you, boo. <laughs> so that, and so I just wanted to say that. But yeah, I just love the fact that. I mean, do you know how many people would have been like, "Yes, today I am the queen of the ghetto hip hop song." Yeah. It, it just speaks to, you know, who you are, that you knew who you were at such a young yeah. age to say no, even though you had, had some um, experiences that weren't, you know, good in terms of like you not having your name out there. Right. You know? And it could have made me become that exactly that, um, that demon called a diva because people called a, people don't realize naming yourself a diva that's a, um, saying that you're a diva. A diva, if you really look it up and research it, that's a female um, demon deity. So mm. I don't want to be that. I know yeah. that, that ain't even nothing sexy and fly about none of that. No, thank yeah. you. And yeah. then it's a thing of pride and, mm. and, you know, all of that. And that's that's not me. So 
even even being a queen or something, it sounds weird. I was like, no, I'm good. No. But he was he was mad at me. When I tell you Dre stopped talking to me, when we talk about Dre to this day on, on interviews and stuff that I do, I'm like, he probably still mad at me to this day from the grave. <laughs> but he got married to be that. And that's my thing. It wasn't for me. Yeah. It was for when, because, you know, Jeff Wright had Mary. He brought Mary J in. And that's what they made Mary. And it was for Mary. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Well, that's because. Which I love that Mary, it was for her. That, which, that's who Mary already was. Thank you. You get what Thank I'm you. saying? So, right. like, they, she didn't have to be that. She was right. that. Right. She know? was that. Mm -hmm. So it was that, you know, when you see her doing Real Love and you saw her doing, yeah. you know, all the dope songs that, that I'm going down and all the songs that she was doing, Mary was living that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Jackie wouldn't have been living that because my mother would have been like, what, what what, the heck is going on? Yeah, no. just different, just different backgrounds. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. You know? And right. so when, when, when you said. Which I love my man. But oh, ahead. who don't love a Mary? Who, I know. Who I don't love a Mary J. Blige song. Everybody right, got right. one they love, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> but when after you said no to um, Andre Harrell trying to make you, you know, be something that you weren't, um, I know uh, I read something or you heard, you heard you say something about Diddy wanting, having a vision for you to be like Madonna, but they didn't um, move on that. So no. what came next after after this um, well, you know, Puffy put in his, you know, his, his little thing. He was still, I think he was still interning actually, but he was making moves. You know, he, he had, Puffy had a great ear and he was like, won't y'all let me work with Jackie? Um, because that's not Jackie. Jackie's like a black Madonna. And, and he knew because see the thing that I love about, um, Diddy, Puff took a little Kim and all of them and made them into these, he, he allowed them to be, the, you know, what they wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, we know that, 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 um, that her rapping style, of course, came from, you know, um, Big Papa, but then she had Misa come in and style her. And the thing that I loved about that was, Puffy initiated all of that mm. for Lisa to be able to come in and then she have on these different wigs and stuff. That was me all day. Mm. I wore on my on my video shoots and everything. They didn't even they would call stylists to work with me and the stylists. Me and the stylists would have fun because they like we getting stuff out of Jackie's closet too. Yeah. And I had <laughs> wigs. I wanted to wear white. I did my pictures in white wigs and this and this and that. And the record label was like, "What? We don't know what to do with her because mm. I was R and B." And I was funky and they kept trying to push me more towards the R&B side, but they didn't know how to make it come together and they wouldn't let Puffy work with me. So mm. I just got all tossed around and just a mess. Mm. Yeah. But, um, you know, and we, love, we, love, we love to categorize, you know, we, if we can't oh. put it in the box, we don't know what to do. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, it was going from, and see, I was surprised because they had Jody Watley. Jody Watley was on a label, on our label. Yeah. You know, we had everybody. I was at MCA. I had a million people on y'all label. I don't even um, know, I don't even people. know, like, 
you know, it's like the black church, right? Like, I don't yes. know who was going to sing on Sunday because right. y'all had every, from Patti LaBelle to Bobby Brown, okay? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so everybody. MCA, everybody. MCA was popping. Had so every, much talent. So much talent. But it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, so I got lost in it. Because exactly. it was like I, I'm surprised more. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of artists that got lost in that. They got lost, yeah. Yeah, it is. because it it's is. just like how do you manage all that? Like you really need a freaking team on steroids to take care of everybody in the yes. way that you need to be taken care of. You so, do. And, and they had a club, it didn't stop you though. It didn't stop you. Come on, Jack. Come on, come on, Jackie, watching Toto when she's uh in eleventh grade. Right, them win seven Grammys, and then <laughs> eight years later, she on tour. She on tour. Look, y'all want to see Jackie on tour? Y'all want to see a Jackie on tour oh. with uh, Toto? Let, let's watch it. something that was like a dream come true because I had no idea that I would end up singing with Toto like and for, people, it, like for people who don't know who Toto is tell them how big they are oh my gosh so if you're an elevator or you in a in in a store somewhere you're gonna hear um Africa um so Africa, if y'all don't know, gonna take a lot to drive me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. I bless the rains down in Africa. I'm, I'm, okay, okay. So that's Africa. Um, hold the line is, hold the line. Bam, 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 bam. Love isn't always on time. Okay, I'm doing I'm all over the place because I'll be singing all the parts in my head. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, Georgie Porgy, as y'all just saw, um, they did, um, they produced so many people, man. Y'all would be like crazy. Uh, to Be Real um, by um, Cheryl, um, is that um, Cheryl, Cheryl Lynn. Cheryl Lynn, oh, To Be Real. So. They produced that and wrote it. They did um, Turn Your Love Around with um, George Benson. Turn your love around. <laughs> um, they did. Um, Oh my gosh, they got so many daggone hits, y'all. It's crazy. But Toto was um, three brothers and two other um, musicians that they were studio musicians and they were the baddest studio musicians in like LA. Um, the three brothers were Italian and they were from Connecticut. That's the Carl brothers. And uh, they played for everybody. So me seeing them, I watched them win like seven Grammys when I was in 11th grade, losing my freaking mind because I love Toto. And speeding up time, after Make It Last Forever and all of this, 1990 comes, six years after I graduated from high school. 
So, okay, as like you were saying, college for me was what I was doing. In four years' time, Make It Last Forever was a hit. Mm. So that was my four years from when I graduated high school to Make It Last Forever being a hit. So that was my four years of college. That was me going to to college and I sped up and went to grad school for two minutes. (laughs) And um, And look, these are elite colleges that you, this is an elite college and an elite grad school that you're going to. We were thanking him. We were thanking him. We were thanking him. So then we go from, you know, me doing Make It Last Forever and and all of that and then Salt and Pepper and I get a call. Um, My girlfriend calls me, the one that's on that video. She says, Jack, um, what you doing? Because I know your record is done. Do you think you would be able to sing with Toto? And I'm like, what? What would you mean? Who? What? Who? And she said, do you think you would be able to sing with Toto? She was like, I got a call. They needed some singers. And I told them about you. And she said, they already knew who you were. So I was like, well, how did they know who I was? And they were like, well, their management manages Vince Gill. And he was on MCS. Who was he? They played him on the radio here. They played a Vince Gill. Okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> Vince Gill was huge. And he was huge. also also an MCA artist. So he was an MCA country artist. Mm-hmm. So their management knew who I was because they knew the roster of MCA. Plus, they used to manage Rufus and Shaka Khan. So they know all the, you know, they knew all the, all the, you all listen, the black you songs, never know like, who's watching, Jackie, that's or right. listening. That's right. So um, they already knew who I was. They they were like, we know her voice. She don't have to audition. Yeah. Audition? We, we would love for her to do. So I talked to, you know, the management team and they like, can you do it? This is how much we can pay. And the money was saying yes. And I was like, on top of, I just wanted to do it. I didn't even care about the money. Well, we and, know um, that. We, listen, we know that from expression. We know that. I, I know. I know. <laughs> It's all good though. It's all good because listen, it's about learning. It's about a journey, not necessarily. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The best thing I could have done was go on the road with Toto. That's when I had the 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 best experience of my life. We we traveled, you know, first class everywhere, flying, um, top hotels. You know, I don't even know if they got a six star, but we were in six star hotels. Private Um, jets. Private jets. The you know the every the 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 um the chef that travels with us and then then we ended up while we were in Europe we had one of uh, we had to take um one of Tina Turner's buses because you know we were doing some in, little inside things in Germany or whatever but usually we flew but we needed a bus for this so we had like one of Tina Turner's buses it was sick and um this was just for the band like the me Jenny you know um. The guys, the just the guys. Can you, talk, um, can you talk about what it feels like to be treated, um, you know, at the level that you deserve? You know, what does that feel like to to be performing, doing what you love, but to be treated uh, at a VIP level? Um, for me, yeah, I felt like it was such a blessing from the Most High yeah. because. You know, coming, you know, coming from the Bronx, South Bronx, moving down south, you know, having a little country life, but then um, being molested by my dad and having that crazy life. Um, And my mother wasn't crazy. Like my mother was a working woman. She was a nurse. But um, 
just coming from all of that, you never know what the most I have for your life. Yeah. And I didn't know. I just know I kept pushing. You know, my father was also not not only a child molester, he was a, a heroin addict. So he used to make me tie the rubber around his arm mm. while he shot up um, yeah. heroin. So coming from that and watching that, I could have been that. You know Amen. what I mean? Amen. I could have been that. Even going on tours and going all over the place and we're having everything at the tip of our fingers. We didn't have to pay for nothing. When we went out with Total, we didn't have to pay for anything. They were pulling out black cards before black cards were black cards. You know yeah. what I mean? And we didn't have to pay for nothing. You know, but I didn't even have to touch my per diem money. And, and for mm -hmm. those of you that don't know what per diem is, when you go out on the road and you leave it, or you're working for a corporate organization, any corporate type of company or whatever, they got to pay you per diem to leave your house. That's what per diem is. You need your $50, $60, $75 a day to eat. And yep. that's what they got to give you, per diem. Yep. So we were getting per diem plus our salary. My salary started off at 2500 a week to 3000 plus. And I, this is weekly. And I'm not for fun. You know what I mean? And this is, listen, the, the, that money is great now, especially in the times that we're living in. And this is back. This is in the 90s. This is, early this 90s. Is, this is over 20 years well, ago. Yeah, early 90s. So we making money. We don't have to touch our money because, you know, they're, they're buying everything. We have a chef. We have we going out to all the top restaurants. The promoters are paying for us to eat at all these great restaurants. So, you know, like I said, I could have been that. Mm -hmm. I could have been an alcoholic easily. I could have been a junkie easily. Yeah. The drugs were there. The, the alcohol was there for, for every tour. Yeah, but especially on tours like that. But I didn't want no part to that. That wasn't that wasn't for me, yeah. because I saw myself not being what my dad was. I saw myself right. being, you know, I always wanted to be a Tina Turner. You know, being able to have an audience like that and mm -hmm. perform and do that. And we and I I have to say I did get to perform audiences like those big giant stadiums with Toto singing lead on a whole bunch of songs. Um, I got to sing this song, English Eyes. And if y'all go to YouTube, pull up Toto 1991, Jackie McGee, English Eyes. Y'all gonna see me screaming, singing a rock song, screaming my head off, loving every minute of it. But I still have Toto fans that follow me. And they're like, we love you for what you did with Toto, because I was doing all kinds of stuff. I was doing hip hop dances on the, on stage with them, doing all kind of craziness. Yeah, and that's what I was. You know, I'm 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 hood. You know, to a certain extent, I wasn't hood to where I wanted to be the queen of hip hop soul. Right, the ghetto. <laughs> I, I wasn't that hood, but I was hood. Yeah, you, you know, but you're, still, but you're still from the South Bronx, and you still black. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And you know, we grew up fighting. We grew right. up fighting. You know what? Like, I don't, like, I saw somebody say something um, about this person, which was why I wanted to bring it up. And I think it's a great segue from um, the way you were treated on the Toto tour, because every musician that I interviewed for, um, that I've gotten the honor to interview who worked with Whitney, they said they had never been treated so well. Um, right. Being on, the road with. being on the road with Whitney by, uh, um, you know, and by a black artist at that, you know, somebody on that level. And then she's black and then she's female and they never they always flew first class. They had cars. They they right. like how you spoke, you know, maybe not to 
the private, you know, chefs and stuff, yeah, but, right, right. but, they, the chef, but yeah. they felt well taken care of and yeah. they have worked with so many people that yeah. that wasn't necessarily the norm. And I had DM'd you and I said, D I'm a, I'm a Whitney Houston fan. That's me and Whitney. And but I just want to know, you got a Whitney story. I think you said you had one. I, I do. And you're going to laugh at this one. So when I met Whitney, um, now Hiram Hicks was my manager. He managed BBD and he managed New Edition. So, you know, Bobby was my label mate. So I already knew Bob. So I'm five months pregnant and with my first son and um, my, my, my kid's dad, my, my two boys, their dad is singer uh, Mark Dorsey. He did Love You Better with LL Cool J. He did, um, yeah. he, he did, he was signed to Spike Lee. So he did um, a remake of People Make the World Go Round. Mm -hmm. He was on all of the, you know, all of those soundtracks. And he did another song called Crave. So anyway, Whitney and, and Robin were going to manage um, Mark. So Mark was already working with Robin. So Robin was like, y'all want to go see Whitney? And I was like, heck yeah, I want to go see Whitney because I had never met her. So, and you know, I'm, I'm like you, I love me some Whitney. Can't tell me nothing about Whitney. I don't care if she smoked all of her ankles off. That was my girl. And y'all can't talk about my wit because the most I love her. I don't care Preach. what nobody said. He loved her. Preach. And she loved him. Preach. So it's just that the demons was getting in the way. But he loved, she loved the most high. She loved to some Jesus, Yahusha. I call him Yahusha. That's his Hebrew name. She loved, she loved the most high with everything that she had. Everything. And it just so happened that all of that other stuff was able to get into that was, her listen, life. That was her life journey. Just like That's what you right. said earlier, That's right. you could have, and she did. But it's just That's part right. of her life. But it's, it's just part, part of her life. life. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, um, but so when I when we at the show, right, I'm I'm sitting. I, I think we're in the third row from the front, and um, CC whining, and I already knew CC and BB because I had met them, you know, when I was going to sign to um, the record label that they were on before I went to MCA. So I see CC and she's holding Bobby Christina, and um, you know I'm waving, hey boo, and then um, Mark and I we sit down, we watching the show, you know, the show was off the chain. So we get in the back, you know, go, we go in the back and um, Chris Rock is standing in the back talking to Bobby. So I come back in the back with Robin and, and Mark, me, Robin and Mark. And um, I was like, she was like, Whitney, you know, um, I'm bringing Mark back here. And then, you know, this is his fiance, but he, she didn't, she didn't even say my name yet. So Chris Rock goes, oh, you don't know Jackie McGee? Because I know Chris. So he was like, oh, you don't know Jackie McGee? And he started singing Make It Last Forever. Yeah. But the crazy part was Bobby was like, that's my girl. And he came, wait, before she, I don't even, wait, let me think. Because I don't think she saw Mark yet. So when Bobby was like, that's my girl, <laughs> you could tell Wendy was like, this pregnant little yellow heifer ain't coming in here and you talking about that's your girl who what what so you get to see it in her face right right so then robin then robin has said well this is mark's fiance and that's when that's when chris was saying that's jackie mcgee you don't know jackie mcgee and it was like it all came together and once he started singing it whitney was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute that's my song that's my damn song and then she started singing it 
blowing the, the, the roof off of it. And I was like, you know what? Oh my gosh. I'm just going, I was like, I'm just going. She was like, and you having a baby? She was like, what? She, you know, she was all rubbing my belly and everything. And she was like, girl, that's my song. And she was just singing. And you know, she, Whitney, the one thing I loved about Whitney when I met her, her spirit moved the room because she was full. She was big. She was light. And regardless of what darkness got into her life, then I'm going to tell you something because I'm I'm big on the whole spiritual realm and, I, and you know how I follow the most high and, and Jesus, Yahusha, his son. I know that the industry is is very, very demonic for the ones that don't want to believe it. You better start believing it. Um, it's a lot of evil in our business. And especially when you get to money like that. Mm. It's going to be some souls sold and it's going to be some ham. Somebody done sold something somewhere. Somebody done allow something to come in somewhere. Not saying that Whitney didn't have already have demons in her life. She was fighting because of yeah. somewhere of being, you know, some molestation taking place or some abuse, some type of abuse taking place. But now you're dealing with big record labels and you're dealing with all these big name people and these big name people ain't big name for no reason. Mm. And, and Satan has his chosen mm. and it's not a coincidence. And I'm, I'm just say that. And, and it's not a coincidence that Whitney died the way she died. And then Bobby Christina died the way she died. And mm. really Bobby Christina, it happened the same way. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to, supposedly in a tub and, and people that don't know the spiritual realm, tubs of water um, is, is a representation of, um, some type of ritual. Mm. So, and, and when you get into all of that, you know, which is in one life, I don't know a whole bunch, but I know some mm. and, uh, and, and the stuff that I do know, I'll be like, father, do I have to know that part of it? You know, <laughs> but it get creepy. Girl, get creepy. And it's, I'm, no lie. Yeah. He called on me 17 years ago and the most high spoke to my spirit clear mm. and loud as day and say, come out of that life that you're in and you're going to lose your soul. Mm. Is something talking to me? You know, two more times. Mm -hmm. He did it two more times. A couple of days, you know, in between. By the third time I said, I heard you, you don't have to say it no more. Yeah. I started changing my life from that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was fornicating. I was doing all kinds of stuff. You know, I was in, in my life was bananas. Yeah. And I came out of that life. Mm -hmm. And when I came out of that life, believe you, believe you me, when you're trying to turn your life over, mm -hmm. you're going to go through several tests of your mm. faith and they're not going to be easy right not easy at all mm. and it's about holding on to see if you're gonna if you're gonna make it to the end but now you know i use my platform to spread you know yeah. words of encouragement from you know the word and and to to keep people because what i hated because i'm telling you whitney's spirit was so freaking strong her light that she had on her yes the devil wanted that soul because mm. she loved the most high. Everything and, and, about and wasn't her. And wasn't afraid to tell nobody. 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 On the biggest stages. And and look, and Riff, Riff saying God and Jesus in the same thing. <laughs> and, and, be, and be like, and I said that. Yeah. And I said that. And like I said, her light was so bright. And I just felt like darkness wanted to take her. And I really believe, 
I really believe I'm, I'm, I'm praying, but I believe that she's all right. I believe that her name is going to be in the book. I believe it. I believe yeah. it because I know the most high loved her so much. You know what I mean? And she loved him. Oh. And, and oh, girl, cause I'll start crying talking about it. Yeah. But, um, I just, I just had, I just had to get that. You know, I'm, I'm somebody who's gonna always ask about Whitney to anybody. That's right, who... and you should. You should. <laughs> Listen, we love Whitney, and they will, it will never be another one. There will never be another one. I'm sorry. Preach. Sorry. Preach. I mean, you know, it's a lot of them that could have came behind her and did some stuff, but mm -mm. Mm -mm. and and even, and I even say this because I love me some brandy. And Brandy could have been that next type of Whitney. Mm -hmm. But that's not for Brandy. Mm -hmm. Whitney was Whitney. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Brandy is Brandy. And I love me some Brandy. I love Brandy's voice. Oh, yeah. I love Brandy's voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to say about the light. And I don't, there ain't no damn light to come from that, but I, I love her. <laughs> no light. I don't see no light. Well, you know, I remember, every, I remember when I met her, she was thanked to me. So I'm like, I, I don't see no mm. light. Ooh. Mm. I don't, I don't see know, no light. That's what I, that's a, that's another thing that I, I like to ask uh, people when, because, you know, like you said, the industry um, is de demonic, but even if it wasn't, it's just filled with so much, you know, so many different people looking for money and sex and this and that, all these kinds. So when, you well, have that's the, that's the demonic part of it. Okay, that's the part that's okay, making so, dark. That's not light. There's nothing light. So, about. How, so how does Jackie? You know, how has Jackie throughout her musical journey? Like you said, she was a little stank with me. I'm I'm sure you didn't got like all kinds of responses. All kinds of stank. For, yeah, for <laughs> all all kinds of different people for reasons that we don't even care about you know how have you how, how do you deal with that and how did you manage to bob and weave and still preserve your own life um okay let me say this because I, I don't want to be mean to nobody and father forgive me um i can't say i'll say this when i met brandy brandy was young and she just yeah. came out so she was feeling herself and you know, she was like, "Well, who was that?" And and my best friend was managing managing her at the time, and his brother he signed her. So you know, she was feeling herself. Who was that type of thing? And see, nobody knew me, you know, knew my face or anything. So you know, she was thank. But the brandy now that's grown, yeah, I'm sure she's totally different. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna say I see a whole bunch of light or nothing. No, I do not. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, and I ain't trying to knock nobody because I don't know this. No, no, no. you know, and, and I'm not even specifically talking about one. No, no, no. I'm gonna talk because I know what you're saying. Yeah, you saying how do you deal? And the reason why I use Brandy because I was hurt by that morning because I love that little girl. When you know, don't you, hate she, you, don't you hate when you love? Don't you hate when you love people and and they, they stay and they are who they are. Either so, in that moment or period, you know. When I met Gladys, these were all label mates. Uh -huh. Glad, not Brandy, but Gladys, Patty, all of them. Patty treated me like Aunt Patty. You know, that's my girl. She had me stealing flowers from the Grammy party, all kind of stuff. <laughs> stealing flowers. She loves flowers. flowers. Love them flowers. Talking about Jackie girl, come here, come here, come here, baby, come here. Take them flowers and, and go 
help me get these flowers off these tables because they didn't spend too much money on them flowers, girl. We could put them in a limo. That's what the Patty had me doing. So Patty is Patty. Patty ain't gonna change. Yeah. Gladys wasn't very nice when I met her. Mm -hmm. um, Gladys wasn't nice, but you know, I'm a Gladys fan. So her not being nice, I could care less if she was nice and that. I was like, I'm still going to be going crazy over me some Gladys. And I was at a recording that she was doing and she was doing the end of the road. She was recording that and I was there while she was doing it. And um, I was just like, I was so moved because I love me some Gladys. I didn't care if she liked me or not. Mm. And, and I know now that that was all the thing with the new Jacks is coming in and, and the new Jack's coming with this pride, this, these prideful spirits. But see, that wasn't my spirit. So my feelings was hurt all the time. I remember meeting Anita Baker in the in the um, airport. Me and Keith were coming through um, the airport. You know, we were going to, to the next city we were going to. And um, Anita Baker was flying somewhere, too. And she was label mates with Keith. And, um, you know, we were talking to her. But she wasn't pleasant to me either. That hurt my feelings, you know. Um, when I met... Um, when I met Tony um, Braxton for the first time, um, L.A. Reid introduced us. We were doing Soul Train and crazy. Most I rest is soul crazy. Um, Cheryl LeVert was doing it that day, too. And um, we clowns because I love I hang out with the dudes. So we were clowning. They in there playing pool or whatever. So I went in. That's intimidating. Know. That's intimidating to women, too, when you are a guy's gal. Yeah, it can be. And I and I'm that I'm that chick. I'm yeah. hanging out with dudes. It's, I'm hanging out with the girls if they cool. But right. if y'all catty, I'm going with the dudes because yeah. I'm not catty. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, you know, hi, good. So I said, when you finish getting your makeup done, you know, if you want to come in, we in the back room, they playing pool or whatever. And um I you know, I saw, you know, that in her and and you know, I, I'm, I try not to pay people any attention. So she, when she finished, she kind of picking her, peeking a little head, you know, around just in in the, the room we were in where they were playing pool, and uh, she was peeking in like she was scared of coming or whatever. And Gerald was like, "Girl, come on, come in this room, come on in this room, you know, like what you being scared of? Come on in." But the, the crazy thing was, you know, she never opened up like to be like, you know, hey girl. And for her to be a DC girl and I'm a New York girl, you would think it would have been some yeah. more, you know, it would have been some more, hey girl, you know, we doing this. But see, everybody was, it's always crabs in a barrel in the music mm -hmm. industry. So it's always, you know, I'm the hot girl. And I know I'm the hot girl. And mm -hmm. I think that a few people were intimidated by me, mm -hmm. knowing that I song make it last forever. I mean, it's a listen. Know. It's under it's undeniable. Like you know what I mean. It's undeniable. Like it's it's a classic. Like you know. And once we know, finally know that you the one who did it, and you know, singers gonna know. They're definitely gonna know. Somebody asked that you have have you ever met Diana Ross? Because they you remind um, with my hair. My afro look. This is an afro. Diana didn't have no afro. Diana had well. This is my afro wig anyway. Um, Diana had. You know how Diana had all that big hair and it was yeah. down here and she was singing the boss. So my love taught me who was the boss and she's been yeah. around. <laughs> I, I never met Diana, never met her. Um, I love Diana Ross. I was always a Diana Ross fan, you know, and especially not only her being, you know, a Supreme, but her being an actress. I love Diana Ross as an actress and yes. I wish she would have done. Ladies and the blues, mahogany. What? 
Mahogany. Mahogany Ooh. is probably one of my favorite movies. Um, Lady Sings the Blues, though, she played that the doodlesticks out of that part. So I wish she would have did so much more, but no, I never I never met Diana. I would love to meet Diana. She's the bomb. Yeah. Um Y'all don't be talking about my hair. It's an afro. It's the floppy afro. What is that? Oh, big girl, they giving love to your hair. They no, say, no, no. I, you know, no, I, I'm just playing out. I, I ain't even, please, because you know this, I pull snatch this wig off and I'll be bald-headed because my hair's short right now. And um, Or I'll throw on my other wig that look like Lisa Bonet. It's all these locks. I made it into this lock-looking crazy thing. And uh, I wear what I want, short blonde. That ain't, that ain't nothing but a black woman, though. Like, that's just. Yeah, that's us. That's what we do. That's, that's and we have us. fun. Yeah. Right. That we have fun. I mean, I love it. But I love that you embrace it. Like, and you just so down to earth about it. Now, let me tell you, I love doing all of this craziness, all of this mm -hmm. crazy. We, mm -hmm. we, um, I, before I, I know, because I don't know how much time you have, and I, we didn't even talk about the family stand. I didn't. No, I want to talk about the family stand because I know that because um, somebody actually somebody in the comment said that. Let me see. They said, oh, I just loved her in um, the family stand. And I want to like, you get love. I want to put it up on. The, I, I want to put it up on the screen. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yes. Yes. What's his name? Mark Abrams said, love your singing with family stand. And Thanks, I love Mark. Yes. Thank you, Mark, for joining and for uh, uh, giving love. I know that the story you said you were called by uh, somebody at the, with Motown, the publishing MCA publishing, yeah, MCA and, pu publishing, yeah, uh -huh. and, they, and they ask you brand new heavies, yeah, or oh, family stand, yeah, yeah, and I was like, wait, what do you mean? It was my girl Kim Jackson. She was she was my um, publisher, my music publisher, at MCA publishing, and um, I had already. I had gotten dropped off for MCA records already. So I was in school. I was in school for cosmetology. I was like, you know what? I'm going to open a salon. I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like saying that. I'm not doing this. Did you finish? Did you finish? Did you finish? I finished. I finished. I got my diploma. I did my test. The crazy thing was I, I got my, um my uh, what do you call it? My certificate three months let me see. I was doing family stand records. So this is what happened. <laughs> Kim calls me and she's like, Jack, I have two situations and you tell me if you would be interested. And I said, what? Now I'm in, I'm in, you know, I'm in school and I'm almost towards the end of cosmetology school. Yeah. So I had already had my first son and I'm like, you know, I'm taking a break from this music thing. I'll see what happens. So She's like, okay, brand new heavies family stand. They both need a singer. Which one would you be interested in? I said, that that's hard. I yeah. love the brand new heavies. And I was like, and then I love family stand. So I was like, wait, girl, I gotta think about this. I'll call you back. Yeah. So I was thinking, thinking, and I'm like, okay, I love the brand new heavies. I love their sound. I love all of that. And that's you know, that's me. That's you know, that's that's because brand new heavies, um, they were from I think London. I'm I'm not sure. Okay. Um, London based, you know, mm -hmm. um, whatever. I'm not sure, but I knew family stand because Sandra St. Victor was their lead singer and I knew Sandra. So she went to do her own solo record and I knew about that, but you know, I didn't think no more of it. I would see Sandra, you know, we ran into each other in the airport, whatever. And I never thought about, you know, no family stand thing or anything. So when it was time to say which one, I said, well, she had freedom and she could do rock stuff. 
And I've always wanted to do my rock stuff. So I said, family stand. I'm going to do the family stand. I'm going to do the family stand. Of course, when they get me, uh, now Peter want to do an R&B sounding record. Oh my and I'm God. like, wait, wait. I thought we was going to get to do some rock. But we, we did. We okay. did it with some rock on there. But Connected Album, I have to say, was it the album, we were about to go on tour in Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, our single came out. You don't have to worry. It was doing well, mm-hmm. everything. And then the um, the tour got canceled. We, you know, they pulled everything. Sylvia Rome pulled everything. Now, the only reason why Sylvia agreed to do the record um, that I know of, they no, she wanted them to do another record. But when they told her, I don't want to get the story wrong. When they told her that I was going to do it, because I, I went in and Peter Lord loved my voice on the stuff that he connected with the bomb. Connected. These songs were already basically done in his head. You know what I mean? He already wrote um a lot of these songs. He and and, and V. Jeffrey Smith. So, you know, he just had had me come in, he's playing the piano, playing me on the piano, and he was like, sing this, sing this. And he loved my voice on him. And again, it was another girl. Same kind of scenario. Another singer. They were waiting to see who voice was gonna fit the best songs. I was like, why am I always in these situations? You I know it's always a competition that you didn't ask for. I did not ask for. And and this other woman, I love her, you know. So I'm sitting up there like, why y'all had to tell me? I didn't need to know that part. Why? So um, of course I ended up, you know, singing with family stand and doing the connected album. And um Going, speeding it up towards. I don't know what happened, but we were doing a tour. We were, we were, um, because we had gone to London. We had started doing all this, you know, stuff promoting the record, and then we were supposed to do a tour. And next thing I know, everything got pulled. And I was like, wait, wait a minute, what happened? What we do? And from my understanding, it was some, it was, it was some something that went down between Peter. And, and Jeff and Sylvia Rowan and, and oh. Sylvia got mad. And I don't know. I don't know what was said. I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know what was said or whatever. But I know Sylvia was happy that I was doing the record. I know that part. She was so happy I was doing the record. She was like, Jackie, I'm so happy you're doing this record. And I love that, you know, she was happy because come on, this is a president of a label. Thank and, you. And and she's saying, I'm happy that you're doing this record. So I was. Yeah, and a black woman, and a woman, a black woman. Come on. Yeah, I, I was exactly a black woman. Um, mm-hmm. Tasha Short, thank you, Tosh, because I I know Tosh, and I think Tosh is probably the reason why me and you are doing this interview because <laughs> Tosh is the one that will be sending stuff to people like, did you? Can you get Jackie McGee and <laughs> And I know Tosh had something to do with this. <laughs> Well, she wants to know, she wants to know about the song Butter with Family Stan connected album. Um, she said, ask so, Jackie about that song Butter. But it's, no, it's not Butter. I think it's Fiendin' that Tosh likes the most. Fiendin' oh. is the nasty song. Fiendin' <laughs> is the nasty song. Butter. Because um, see, all of these songs were songs that, that Pete already wrote. So these were Peter's dreams and fantasies and shenanigans. <laughs> I was just coming in on them. So when he's talking about my butter baby and biscuits and honey and 
this and that. I was like, okay, I fit, I fit in there somewhere, okay. And, you know, and, and then Fiend, and I'm singing Fiend, and I'm, you know, uh, uh, see, now when I hear it, I'll be like, ooh, Father, thank you for calling me out of that life. <laughs> I'd be like, thank you, Father, for calling me out of that life because I was in that life. But you listen, but you, but you, but you had a good time, and 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 look at your career. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. look at, you know, the things that you got to experience, even if it didn't lay out exactly the way maybe you planned it. You still yeah. like you were on stage with Toto sing to a massive audience like Tina Turner. You know what I mean? You did have an iconic song with Key Sweat. You did sing with rappers where you wrote it and it became a double platinum hit. Right. Listen, <laughs> listen, it's but about you, it, the journey. It is, you're right. And, and it's, we always see our lives being the way we see it, yeah. but the way the most high see it is something different. So mm -hmm. like you said, I wasn't that Tina Turner that was able to fill these stadiums by myself and do that. But he allowed me to be in stadiums like that, to sing into 100,000 seaters and, and, I mean, blowing, getting it in, doing Georgie Porgy and, and look, singing you, English High. And do, you, and do you think, look, now you got me saying the most high. Now, and listen, <laughs> the most high had you on Tina Turner's bus. Right, exactly. Do you think that was a coincidence? I think right. not. Right, you're right. I think not. Right, think and then and then wait. Then I'm 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 really close friends with Chucky Booker. So Chucky was playing for Tina Turner, and he invited me to the show. So he was he was Tina's MD for a minute, her musical director. He invited me to the show, so I got to watch Tina perform her entire head off on stage. What was that like? For people, Tina who, came, first people, of all, people who never got to see Tina Turner, I'm one. What was it like to see this woman perform? I lost my entire mind. I just want you to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, she her legs are crossed, right? She got yeah. on these stupid pumps, and you know her legs are dope. So she yeah. had on these stupid pumps. But you don't see nobody, and, and she's coming out of the floor on this, on this seat, right? And she's mm -hmm. back. You know, she's back and, and her legs are crossed in this heel. And you all you see is legs and a, a fly shoe. And she's like, all these men in different places. And I was like, ah! Girl, I lost my entire freaking mind. I mean, just a private dancer. Come on. Talk about performing, right? And oh, like, my God. And, and even though, you know, she had that tumultuous time with I. The, the performing part made her solo career be something magnificent, in my opinion, because it was part of her journey. That was part of her journey. Part that of her even, journey. even, and you know, the sad part about it, even the getting your ass beat is part of your journey. Hmm. And the reason why I say that is because we never know what we have to go through hmm. to get to where we're going. And if the most I saw fit to allow you, because see, people don't understand the part of the, the spiritual realm. And, and the most high is in control. God, the most high God is in control. Satan has to ask for permission for everything. Mm. The world is only his domain right now is because the most high allowed it. So everything that we do in our lives, the most high 
He got to allow it. And not to say he wants you to be hurt, but sometimes you got to go through these things and these, these tunnels and these, you know, swim through that river to get to the other side of what he has for you. Because when you get there, you want to know how to bring what he needs you to bring. Mm-hmm. And that's bringing people together. One thing about Tina with her shows, you know, Tina was, she, she brought people together. You know, when Tina Turner, you know, when people would go to a Tina show, that was a whole togetherness. You know, you look, you turn and looking at the person next to you and you look and everybody's like in awe. Like, do you see her? And everybody's singing along and everybody's happy and just having a good time. But when you, you know, when you go into some of these hip hop shows now and, and everybody sitting up here talking about this bitch and this hoe and, you know, she did this and she was eating my Twinkie and Ooh. I was eating her cookies, then that's a whole nother thing. You're like, what did you say? Yeah. Now you ready to, you know, go in grandma purse and get your, you know, your little steal out out the purse and bust them upside the head. Like, what, you, what did you say? Because, because, so, because, because what people don't realize, I think, and, I, and I'm sure you know more than anybody else because you write, you sing, lyrics matter. Yeah. I think that is why Make It Last yeah. Forever is forever not just because of your beautiful voice and the arrangement and the writing of Teddy and Keith, but the lyrics. Yes, the lyrics. And and, and lyrics mean everything. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, if you're singing something not positive and, 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 and ugly and dark and demonic, it's gonna, it, that's gonna be the life. That's gonna be the life that's around you. You know, that's going to be what, what it's like, it's know. a diet. It's, 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 you're ingesting it. So it has yeah. to come out. And if you, right. you know, these kids with it on their, on their heads all day, like you about to see some crazy. You chanting. Mm-hmm. You're chanting it. And I, I just did a video, put a video this morning. Cause I do my little, you know, drop, drop and, and stop, drop and give the most high praise. And, you know, I, I'll say something for the day. And I put one out this morning and I said, these, I was talking about the music industry, and I said, these kids and people and grown-ups, us, if you're chanting these, these lyrics, to in, you saying them, you, that's a chant, right? Yeah. You saying them, it's in you now. So it's either going to make you, if it's sexual, it's going to make you want a bone. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's, if it's, um, if it's, it's murderous, it's going to make you want to kill because you say murder, 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 murder. Now, now you want to go murder somebody. Yeah. Then if it's, bitches and hoes and this and this and that then and these girls are listening to it and they now that yeah that yeah I'm that bitch and and the guys are like yeah you that bitch because I'm I got you doing this and this and that and now they listen you you were around before beepers cell phones and the internet doesn't it just blow your mind I mean you from New York so I understand like you know New York was a little faster but women now they they call themselves a hoe they call themselves a bit like now that's what they call themselves. <laughs> but and you know what's crazy? No, I'm gonna tell you this because coming from New York, I have to be honest. In the 90s, mm-hmm. me and my crazy girlfriends, we did call each other hoes. Yes, we did. Yeah, hey, bitch, too. Because when I when I was in college, my definitely they they, yeah. they was calling me, but I was like, hey, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. But my but my friends that were like you know, the 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 street girls that, yeah. that you know have drug dealer boyfriends. Yeah, you know that was their, that was their lingo. You know, exactly. hey, it's just all in the culture, right? All I'm in the culture. Confu- I'm not confused as why. It's just like wow, I didn't know it would go from 
the men yeah. saying it to the women embracing it and it being just a part right. of everyday language. Like I literally have seen that in the last, you know, 20, 25 years. No, it's not only part of their lingo. It's their lifestyle. Mm. You know, now it's a whole nother spirit and everybody's twerking and everybody's naked and everybody's <laughs> clapping yeah. booty cheeks and Everybody want, you know, they showing their vagina, they showing. I'm like, I probably done seen more of inside these chicks than a dude. Like, what, what, I don't want to see that. I was like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. It's out of control. I know. But look, I'm getting off, I'm getting off of them. I ain't wasting my time on okay, them. I'm coming, ahead, back, I'm, I'm coming back to you. No, no. I love everything you're giving. I'm, I'm saying bump them back to Jackie. Back to turn. I'm turning the channel back to uh, okay. uh, Jackie. And because I want to play uh, a little clip from this song because I I, I read that, um, I don't know why I'm saying I read I, because I do research in all kinds of ways, but um, you said something about having GERDs and acid reflux. And, but when I heard this note from a song you just did a couple of years ago, I was like, what? <laughs> Yes, that's my daughter. I know your son's yeah. dropping video, but I was like, is that her daughter? Is that her baby? Yeah. Girl? That's my boo. That's my boo, Maddie. So Madison. Talk, she... talk about being mommy nurse, your daughter having um type one diabetes, how that kind of um took you away from the industry and the acid reflux situation that you're dealing with with your voice. So um I had kind of taken myself out of the industry anyway. Nobody, because people think, you know, oh, she just stopped, she stopped saying, you know, people always think something happened. Somebody didn't put you on or whatever. No, I took myself out because I had my boys and, you know, I'm a mommy first, but I got sick of the industry. I was like, okay, I had enough. After the family stand, I was like, I can't, I can't, y'all. But I was still doing, you know, jingles for television. Um, I did a lot of jingles for television. I did like Viagra. I did, um, Twigs, I did. I did all kind of stuff. So wow. when you see the little commercials, and it was like a Viagra commercial, and it was like, um, "We're in this club together. I gotta love that last forever." And the little old people, I was singing stuff like that. I was doing all that kind of stuff. Wow, look, that sounds amazing. I'm like, was that you, you make decent money doing that stuff. Well, with. pharmaceutical companies got bank. Yeah, they do. They have too much money. But you know what's crazy? Because I'm not a I'm not a a pharma fan because yeah. of what was happening with people's bodies, yeah. I I couldn't even do jingles for them. I had to. I was wow. like I can't. I had I could I had to. Oh. And didn't even know that it was actually the most high pulling me away from from that because what's not of him, he ain't gonna allow me to do. Come and on that's now. The why, that's the other reason why he pulled me from being too big in the music industry because he didn't want me to go too far because he had something else for me to do. So now we're going to go to um, 
My daughter, yeah. my daughter got diagnosed with um, diabetes in 2017. And um, I had just started putting myself back together. I was homeless. I was living from house to house um, for almost for seven years, almost, almost seven. I got right almost to seven. And um, so I've been in, on, back on my feet and in my place um, for almost two years now. November will be two years. So congratulations. Oh, I was like, thank you. So um, my husband and I, I left my husband some like, you know, eight years ago. And um, we, you know, we went through our shenanigans and I was living from house to house and I started like, okay, I need to sing. I got to get back on my feet. I got to do something. I got to make this money because I can't live like this. And um, I started doing stuff. I started, you know, doing some acting because, you know, I act too. So I did a little short film with um, Mark John Jeffries. It's called um, The Wrong Bodega. And you can look it up on YouTube. It's on there. And um, we won. Um, I'm Miss I'm, I'm Pam. And um, we won the, um, what is it? It was in the, because uh, it's about suicide. So it was in the, the some film, the suicide film, something, something film festival. And we yeah. won. It won the, the, the thing, but whatever. Um, so I was doing that and I was doing some modeling, you know, um, for women over 40. And I was doing, um, started doing some music. I did a, a house song. Uh, what do you call it? What's that that house music? Because I'm not a house. I'm, I'm a house music person, but I'm not that uh, electronic. Um, EDM? ED, I, I did an EDM song with this, okay. with this guy. It's called, um, I went in, here I go, fixing something again. <laughs> I like when you fix stuff, platinum things happen. Oh my gosh. This song was called um, Angel of Mine. And it's it's um, uh, DJ Jay Salter featuring Dominique and Jackie McGee. I came in to bring the soul to it. So I did a soul version. And actually it blew up overseas. Not surprised. That, I'm not I, surprised. And I hadn't sung, I hadn't recorded in years. Like mm. when I did that, I hadn't recorded oof, in over 10 years. Wow. So um, that did, you know, pretty well. And then I just started doing little stuff. I started, you know, recording. I did a little, you know, Christmassy, but it wasn't Christmas, it's called It's Your Holiday. And I did that with um, DJ Salter as well. Cute little song, you look it up, it's cute. Um, I was gonna shoot a video to it and stuff. but. I, you know, I got in my spirit, put a single out. And this is, my daughter got diagnosed first with diabetes. And it was like all these things that happened at one time. Um, first, my husband had a baby with another woman. Then my, and this was a, this was all a month after month, right? So my husband had a baby with another woman in December. My son was missing in January to February. I had to get detectives involved and all of that. We didn't know where my baby was, no nothing. After I get my son back, um, after a month, three weeks later, my daughter gets diagnosed with diabetes, mm. type one diabetes. Now she, she got to go in the hospital. And I'm saying, Father, come on. What, what? I can't take on this, it's too much. It's too much, it's too yeah. much, you know? And I'm like, this is a lot. Yeah. And I, for a minute, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it. Through. I was like, I, I can't, I can't. But 
I kept holding on and holding on. My faith kept me going. My yeah. faith was like, you've been through all of this. Oh, come on now. You got, you got this. You got this. Yeah. And I was about to pass out when I had to start giving my daughter needles because I'm like, my father, you know, he was a heroin addict. I hated yeah. needles. So just to give my daughter a needle, I kept telling the doctor, I can't shoot my baby with a needle. I can't, I can't. And they were like, you can do it. And my aunt, she's a retired nurse. So she was there and she was coaching me and my husband. Um, so we both learned how to give her shots and everything. But, you know, we were still separated. Um, he came and he, you know, helped me. I was actually renting um, a room at her beloved bug's mother's house at the time oh, and wow. he, and when my, when Madison got diagnosed and um so mommy ma you know that's Herbie's mom mommy ma was like she's diabetic she's type 2 diabetic so she you know oh, Jackie I ain't tell you everything you know she's always telling me everything because you know they from Haiti so she got accent heavy accent and she speaks French as well so yeah. everything was oh shit Jackie I'll tell you it's my girl love mommy ma right so I um you know, that stopped me again from yeah. just for a minute because I had to regroup now because I'm like, exactly. okay, but now I'm Madison's nurse. So now I'm saying, well, Maddie, we're going to have to do this together. We got to figure this out together. Yeah. So the song was already recorded. Um, if this world were mine was already recorded. Mm -hmm. And I called up my boy Reese that produced it. And I said, Reese, I want to put, put if this world were mine out. You know, my son, my son was in his first year of college and he had just finished um, his first year. And I was like, of, you know, because he's um, he's now a graduate and he is he has a degree being a producer of film and a director. Come on, come on, now, come on, Jackie, son. What's his name? Cameron. His name is Cameron Dorothy. Shout out to Cameron with the degree producing yes. mommy's videos. What? Yes. Right when he was a, he was a freshman, he had just finished his freshman year, and he he produced that video, and um, and we had no. I mean, when I tell you, we had nothing. We had no wardrobe people. I did all the wardrobe stuff. I did. My girlfriend helped me. That was in the video. Uh, my daughter was in it. The guy that was in the video, he was another friend that did a lot of acting stuff with us too. So we all just pulled it together. We got kicked out of the mall when we were doing it because we didn't have a permit. Then we went to the beach to finish it, but um, I wanted to put it out. I didn't want to sit idle and not do anything. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this record out. Did I ask the most how to put it out? No, I didn't ask. But I felt like he was talking to me and he said, do it. So maybe I heard him wrong. You know Listen, what I mean? It's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> yes. So I put it out and then Madison and I, we go to Disney and because my friend paid for us to go to Disney, my best friend, and and um, we come back. Now we're gonna shoot the video. We do the shoot the video, all that song. We put the song out. I get diagnosed with this all this shenanigans with stuff going on because my voice is hoarse a lot. And I'm like, what is wrong with my voice? So I go to my ENT specialist. Well, he was my head. Um, he's a head and neck surgeon because I had surgery in, on my neck when my daughter was five months. Um, I had a cyst. They thought it was cancer, but I was like, I don't have no cancer. I'm done. Don't be giving me stuff. I rebuke it. What? I was rebuking. I was turning pages on them, talking about uh 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 uh. I was mm -hmm. scripture. So yeah. it ended up being a cyst, and I had to have it removed. So I went to my same doctor. Um, Cause he checks me all the time. And I went to my doctor and I said, something's wrong with my voice. 
I don't know what's wrong. And he was like, well, let me look and see if I see something. So, he, you know, he went up my nose with the thing and he looked at my vocal cords. He said, they're a little red, but I'm going to send you to my friend. And um, he's he's downstairs on the next floor. He said, I'm going to send you to him because, you know, that I trust him. And um, he's good. This is at Montefiore in New York Hospital. So I go to, to the vocal um, doctor. I call him the vocal doctor. And he did the camera, took cameras of yeah to my voice and you know to see what's going on so he said something is going on and it could be from your esophagus mm. messing with your vocal cords but he said i do see nodes on your vocal cords and what are so, nodes for people who don't know well nodes are not it's not tumors it's not you know it's not like cysts um your vocal cords they're like this next to each other, like parallel to each other, right? Mm -hmm. So when they're wide like this, that's when the air is going to come through good. Mm. When you start having problems, that's when it gets small. It's real mm. small and it okay. swells. So mine was swollen and close. And then he could see the nodes from the camera, mm -hmm. but nodes will heal from rest in your voice. Cause I had, I had this problem before, but I didn't have the nodes, but you rest your voice and you drink a lot of water but you really can't talk. You're not supposed to talk for like six weeks. I told him that's impossible because, you know, my daughter's diabetic. So he sends me to the therapist. So I, goes to, I go to the therapist, but before I went to the therapist, I had to go get an endoscopy, an endoscopy done. Mm. So when the doctor came back from that, he was like, oh, you got a problem. You are inflamed all up in here. Mm. He was like, your esophagus is inflamed. And the reason why your voice is groggily is because it's the acid. So he was like, I got to put you on these pills. And if anybody else know about um, GERD, I, he said, you got, you have GERD. And I knew I had GERD, but I didn't know it was going to get bad. My mother had, my mother had. So he was like, it's acid reflux, but it's uh, uh, severe. And then he says, you, you have a, a hiatal hernia. And I'm like, well, what's that? And he, you know, he's like, that's connected to all of that. So, he said, when it's bad, bad, you can, you might have to have surgery, not you, but just saying if it was bad, yeah. bad, you might have to have surgery, you know, it can cause cancer, you know, most half of it to, to anybody, whatever. So um, I couldn't sing because my voice was messed up because mm. this was messed up and mm. all this was messed up. So I was taking the pills. I started changing my diet. I was doing a vegan diet, um, doing alkaline, which I'm doing now again. Because mm -hmm. I never healed. I never mm -hmm. healed fully. I healed. I got pretty good in here. But my voice wasn't back. And what it does is it keeps me from being able to sing. And then I couldn't sing, sing um, because of the, the acid. But then when you're not using your muscle, your muscle starts to get weak. So then now all that range that you had is done. You, you lose control of your voice. Okay. So now I couldn't work that record. So I just had to leave it alone and just because it's a beautiful was, song, by the way. Thank you. But I didn't ask permission. And you know what? I wanted to put it out because it was 90 sounding and we were missing that that sound and that love and that and 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 I was like, you know we, what? We, we need to we still out. we still missing it. So anytime you get well. Uh, we ready. We I don't still know. 
to be honest, I don't know if we can ever bring it back. I think mm. it's just, I think music changed so much that really? that's, that was just in, that was just the era that it was. Um, well, listen, I, 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 re, I rebuke and reject. The most high can bring anything back. <laughs> Say it. Your story tells us your story tells us that anything can happen. Well, okay, so speed it up now. I'm working on my voice. I'm um I'm doing an alkaline diet now. Okay. Um it made me real skinny before, but I'm not losing no weight this time. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> I was like, well, what did I do last time? I, I was looking like a crackhead last time. But you I always been small. You I, always been small. No, I, I, girl, I weigh 150 pounds right now, and I feel like I am a cow. And I'm my normal weight. No lie, my normal weight is usually 140, 140, and my skinny, skinny weight is 135. I'm skinny, but mm -hmm. I'm 140 because I'm five seven. I'm not no short chick. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I, at 150, I feel fat. Like I'm ooh, my face. Yeah, it, well, and especially being a singer too. You know. You know, I, I feel stank right now. I feel stank. <laughs> Just I listen. Guess. Focus on one thing at a time. Just I, get I know. My voice. I know. I know. Yes, just get, listen, are you related to jazz trumpeter Howard McGee? That's what Mark wants to know. No. 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 Not that I know of, but his last name is spelled the same way. I know. Have you we could be family some type of way. You could. You know, listen, you don't know. Have you, don't you know. know? Have you wrote for Brenda Russell? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I just want no. to, you know, I hardly ever. Brenda, Brenda Russell was older than me. <laughs> <laughs> you said, wait a minute. That's what like, listen, wait my grandmother used to say, I said, Grandma, you know, what about slavery or whatever? She's like, oh, no, that was way before my time. <laughs> <laughs> I know about sharecropping. I don't know nothing about slavery. <laughs> right. Because I don't, to be like, for real, for real, I was a Brenda Russell fan because yeah. Brenda was a bro that she was pro probably one of the reasons why I did try to start writing music because I was a huge Brenda Russell fan when I was young. Nice. So, but Brenda Russell older than me. Look, he's right <laughs> older than me. I just want y'all to know I'm still a baby a little bit. I'm in my fifties, but Keith is older than me, and so is Brenda Russell. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole it's a whole bunch of them that's older than you. I want to know yeah. what. What lesson has taken you the longest to learn? To, to, to stop trying to lean on my own understanding mm. and, and be still and wait for the most high instead of jumping in front of him trying to do it myself. Okay. Sometimes, see, but, but what, but see, this is how that, this is how that scripture goes so well with us. He said, lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him me and I will make straight your path. Sometimes we have to jump into things just to say, okay, father, I'm not being idle. I'm, I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. And for him to say, whoa, but that's not what I want you to do. Yeah. So now what I do is I ask him, okay. father, your will be, your will be done for me. Mm -hmm. What do you have to do? Okay. So I'm going to go through this and you tell me if I'm doing it right or not. You yeah. stop me from going in the wrong direction because he will. Mm -hmm. you know, he shut you down if you're going in the wrong direction. Nope, I don't want you to do that. So now I told him, I said, I know, I know why you allowed me to lose my voice and go through that. I said, because you want me to sing so you can get the glory. Mm -hmm. So 
And I wasn't singing for you to get the glory before. I was singing whatever Jackie wanted to jump in and do. So I said, now I will sing for you to get the glory. So yes. it's not about me, me being a gospel singer. Okay. I'm not, I actually have a song called Riches of the World. The track is banging. It's, you know, dance, dance, crazy, you know, a crazy crossover joint. Um, Reese that produced the other song, Reese Johnson, he hates it because that's just so not his music. And I told him, watch it blow up just because yeah, you just hate because. it. Just because you hate it. I said, watch the most high. Nah, it ain't going to be because he hate it. It's going to be because you own it. That's why it's going to blow up. You know, I look, I pray, but it's so different from what yeah. I'm you know, normally doing. Yeah. And I, the most high stopped me, though. I was trying to put it out last August. And I could not raise the money for the video for nothing. Because my son is like, Mom, we're not doing no more free videos. He, was like, uh -uh. he said, I'm he a professional. Like, right. He's like, we need a budget, Mommy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have no money. So, you know, <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to put up, um, I tried to put up, uh, what do you call it? Um, GoFundMe? Yeah, the GoFundMe. And, you know, I asked my son, okay, how much do you think you need? to do whatever. So he's like, we need about 10 G's, mom. So I was like, okay, I'll set up GoFundMe. When I tell you I raised $160 <laughs> and now, and you know why it's funny? Because <laughs> it's funny because people think that people in the music industry got money. And I'm like, wait a minute. Well, TLC did a GoFundMe to do a record, and y'all gave money for that. How come people? Oh, know, they did. I did not know that. Yes, they did a they did a they did a GoFundMe to do a record. Yep, and I think it was their last album that they did. They did a go got stupid money too. People was giving stupid money. Wow. Nobody was giving me nothing. I got bubbles, and even from my own, you know, people in the business, like. I'm looking at Chucky and Booker and Steve Russell from Troop and, you know, my friends. And I'm yeah. like, you niggerins ain't giving nothing either. What, what yeah. the hell is going on? You know, so um, I just well, I'm glad you said that, too, about the, about the people thinking that artists have money. Because when I interviewed um, Margaret Avery, she said the same thing about actresses. Just because you see us in glam, you see us on the red carpet, you think that. And she's like, as a single parent. Whenever I was on a set, I was always thinking about how much is, how long is this money going to last? That's right. You know, and what's my next project? That's right. That's right. And and with me, you know, I wasn't getting no money for a minute, and um, I started getting residuals from um, streaming, and and you know, once all of this stuff changed, then I started getting money residuals for um make it last forever in 2000 I'm trying to think let me make, make let me get it right 2000 maybe 16 wow maybe 2016. and, when did, and song, um, when did the song come out 1987 <laughs> wow wow and that was another thing what was my points and my money for making last? It was just just about you know raising money. Your son said we need a, a budget for this video, and just that people have a misconception of what's going oh, on. Yeah. They do. 
I made no money. I didn't make any money off of Make It Last Forever. All the money that I made, I made it from my record deal and then me working. I was on the road singing with Toto. I was singing on people's projects. You know, I did this one's project, that one's project. I sung on Chucky Booker's record on um, the, the album that had games on it. Um, I sung on, like I was singing on everybody's stuff. I was singing on stuff with Al Green and this and that. I was doing a lot of stuff to, to get my income coming in. But um, I was homeless for a reason. I had no money coming in, you know what I mean? And um, I had to start over from scratch. And by the grace of the Most High, um, let me tell you something. He's still blessing me. He's Every still day. blessing me today with yeah. stuff out of nowhere. He uses people to bless me. And, and every time something comes through, I'll be like, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Because I know that he did it. Yeah. But the crazy part is when he does things, he don't put you somewhere to stay in that. Our biggest problem is we want to, we want everybody to be family. We want to be together. We want to love everybody. We want to do everything. But he brings people in your life. And I had to learn this the hard way because I get connected to people. Um, and he brings people in your life sometimes to go just like this. Hey. And they're gone. Yeah. Hey, I needed to do something. When he yep. gives us an assignment, that's our assignment. And it's time to move on. Yep. And so even the people that I stayed with when I was homeless and didn't have anywhere to stay, um, we still cool, but we're not because I wasn't supposed to even, I, I never thought that I wouldn't be cool, cool with them anymore like that. Yeah. But it, it's okay. Now, it was only it was only for a moment. Yeah. It and, was only and, for a moment. Yeah. Well, well, listen, Jackie, you you have quite a life that we can right. love, learn. I mean, not just that, uh, I don't know, like there's everything in it, you know, to be inspired by, to, uh, you, you're still here. Yes, still I'm still here. Woo, hallelujah. No, that's, that's, that's something. That's something to be applauded. Now that was the long part of the interview. This is the short part, which is my lightning round for you. So this is like right here, the Jackie Studio Q lightning round. The South Bronx, Spartanburg, North Carolina, or Madison Heights, Virginia? Pick one, your fave. South Bronx. Early mornings or late nights? Early morning. The clarinet, being a drum major, or the singing group that you were in when you were a teen? Being a drum major. Oh, nice. Who did you learn the most from? Johnny Kip, Melissa uh, Morgan. I'm sure I, is it Melissa? Melissa, Melissa. Melissa Morgan. Morgan or Allison Williams. Who did you learn the most from? Johnny Kemp. The vocal tone of Phyllis Hyman or the vocal tone of Gene Carn? Phyllis Hyman. Okay. Your guilty pleasure. What's my guilty pleasure? Um, chocolate, chocolate, <laughs> troop or Levert. Oh man, I ain't a fair one. Levert, <laughs> that's not fair. Steve gonna kill me, and then and then Mark Gordon will kill me because that's my other good friend, the only one that's still left alive from Levert, and that's my good friend Mark, and and I'm Levert, <laughs> Bobby Steve Levert. Right. Okay, um, 
Make it last forever or how deep is your love? Make it last forever. Yeah. Um, describe the following using one word. Uh, James M. Tumay. Teacher. Teddy Riley. Inspiration. Alfreda King. I want to say no fear. Mm. Fearless. Yes, fearless. Thank you. Brenda. My mama. <laughs> My mama. <laughs> Phyllis Hyman. Whew. Um. Oh my gosh. Vocals. Shaka Khan. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hair. Tina Turner. Incredible. Bernard Bell. Fun. Jackie McGee. Um, gracious. Thank you so much. I'm about to cry. You about to make me cry. <laughs> you about to make me cry. Because when you said Bernard Bell. That just rest in peace. Home. Rest in peace. He just recently passed, right? Yeah, he just passed um, two, three days ago now. Uh, yeah. For All people right. who don't know, Bernard Bell is Regina Bell's uh, brother. Baby brother. Mm -hmm. And um, he was a phenomenal producer. People don't even know half the records that he produced with Teddy. He did Remember the Time, he did Let's Chill. He did um, um, uh, High Five, Playing Hard to Get. Mm. And he did um, he did so many songs on Glenn Jones, who, for the people that know Glenn Jones's music, yeah. um, he did um, he did a lot of stuff on Glenn Jones. You look up Glenn Jones's stuff, it's going to say Bernard Bell, Bernard Bell. Um, he did so much stuff on so many people, but he, Bernard was funny. When I tell you crazy, and then I was on tour with Guy too. So he was my flying partner. If it wasn't Aaron sitting with me, it was it was Bernard. Because he was, you know, he was um uh playing piano and guitar. And he would sleep on me and be slobbing. And I'm like, you slobbing on my shoulder. Get get up, get, get B, get up, you know. But that's when I tell you that was my Boy, and all I could do is laugh thinking about him because he a clown. He produced, you know, part of my album too. And just a clown, a clown all day. And when he wanted me to do something, he knew I wasn't a nighttime person. And because he, you know, they'd be up all night trying to be in the studio, and that's not me. I'm like, I that's why when you said night, the night or the morning, I'm like, the morning. 
I'm not a nighttime chick. Right. I'll be in the studio. It'll be like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, y'all, what yep. we doing? You know, that would be me. What? <laughs> and then they're like, well, we need you to do vocals. And then I start, I can't sing this time anymore. I can't sing. So I was like, y'all gonna have to get up early. And and that's the thing. They didn't want to be up early to do early sessions, but I didn't want to be up late to do late sessions. I hated that. But um, yeah, rest in peace, Bernie. I love my Bernard Bell. And I'm gonna miss him so much because he's so funny and I'm so mad at myself because I didn't get to go see him. Um, I'm, I live in Atlanta now and um, I didn't, He's he was down here too because Regina's down here and he was down here in a nursing home. Mm. And uh, he came on my live and he was like, Jack, when you coming to see me? Because we would, he would come on my lives and I would play the music, the stuff that he had done. And he was like, when you come in? And he, he said that like a week and a half before he passed. He was like, when you coming? I said, I'm coming, B. You know, and um, I didn't make it there. And I'm I'm so mad at myself that I didn't get to see my friend because I had no idea that he was going to die. You know, mm. I didn't know, you know, he was getting sick again or anything. I thought he was just in there because he had the trach and whatever. But I didn't think, you know, because he's been there for like four years now, you know, so you're not thinking, you, you don't know, but yeah, I'll tell anybody, don't wait until it's too late to go see somebody, go love on somebody, go hug on them, tell them you love them and forgive for anything, you know, for anything. It is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Woo. I mean, when you said Aaron Hall, I was like, they saw him blowing up on TikTok again. I like, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I talk to Aaron every other day and, and, and I need to call him today and I'll probably call him when I get off with you. Um. And I know he's gonna cuss me out. He's gonna be like, I don't want to talk to you, punk. This how he, this is how he talks to me. Jackie McGee, I don't want to talk to you, punk. Put my baby on the phone, put Maddie on the phone. I don't want to talk to you. That's how he talks to me. Every every time I call him, Aaron, I love you. And he's like, I don't want to talk to you, punk. Put the baby on the phone, please. <laughs> I love it. All these years later, still a good relationship. Still, still, we still clown. Still, I mean, when me and Teddy talk. We can talk about something from what happened back then and we'll have jokes. And people, you know, when they see Teddy and Teddy's like, you know. <laughs> when you he starts talking to me, side. I get the other side. Yes. I get the street Teddy that I know. Yeah. Project apartments rehearsing at your house. That's because you listen. You got those keys from the past. So you're supposed to, you're supposed to get oh something else. Gosh. You're supposed what? to get something else. Well, I want to know what you got coming. You talked about um, the the riches or anything else that you want to promote and let, you know, people who will see this, who are seeing this live. Somebody asked, do you perform in Atlanta? Um, what are you doing? What, what do you want them to know? People who will watch this now, people who will watch this later. Where do you want them to look for you? Where do you want your attention to go? Send them where you want them to go. Okay, I'll send them where I want them to go. <laughs> um. <laughs> You so silly. Um, so the riches of the world, I'm trying to get the money up now. So what I did was I put badges on my Instagram thing. And you know, people can buy badges. So I was like, whatever I raised from the badges and stuff. And and then too now I get um money for my videos that I post because you know I, I was doing crazy videos at one point and I kind of slowed down now I'm bringing the word a little bit more because that's what he needs me to do so I'm just doing what I feel that he needs me to do right now but um badges you know I, put, I got badges up so when I go live 
people can buy badges. So you guys see that? Follow follow Jackie McGee on Instagram and join her lives, and you can you can buy a badge every time she goes live to help support the new music that's coming out. Anything else? Yeah, man, because you know we be struggling. We struggle. You know we have to eat oodles and noodles again to get these things done. You know, look, and I know we got experience, so now we know how to saute that thing. That the what? We know how to throw them green onions and peppers up in that piece and put a little bit of soy sauce and put some turkey meat up in there. Come on now. Whole, whole meal. So yes, we do. But um, so I have Jackie's Closet Live that I do. I interview, you know, other artists um as well. I would love for you to come on there and talk about your show and what you do. Oh, oh we would have a ball. Okay. We would have a ball. Listen, so I'll be, I I'll be honored. Please do it because we're going to be laughing and kikiing like we're doing now. <laughs> your, your spirit is absolutely fabulous. So I would love to have you on Jackie's Closet Live. I would love to have you. And um, I, I feel like I need to uh, just get a shirt that says the most high because, you know you what I'm saying? I, my friend said I'm going to be saying the most high now every time. Because <laughs> when, you, when you open... When you open the Bible and people thinking, because, you know, there's there's more than one God now, you know, that's the God of the world. So you got the little G's and then you got the big G's. So you just say the most high. The so, most you know, he, he's over all of them. All yes, of them. I love you that. Know. So, um, you know, I, what? You, I, I think you need to sell some merch. And the T-shirt just say most high. You know what's crazy that you're saying that? I was just telling my daughter that last night. And I said, so I'm going to get some, I'm going to do some sweatshirts and some cups and whatever else. Because I have a clothing company um, called Mags Rags that I had. And I'm starting it back up. So I make leather earrings and stuff. That's another thing. They can follow me on IG. They'll see some of my leather earrings from my Mags Rags collection. Uh, and I used to do clothes, but I'm not doing the clothes yet. Again, yet. But I want to do sweatshirts and stuff and with the most high on it, but also, but give most, give the most high praise. And then also I'm saying this, um, saying stop, drop and give them praise. So I wanted to stop, drop, get them hands up, give them praise wherever listen, you go. I, I, listen, I, I smell a whole line. Did you do? You smell a line? Yeah, I smell a whole line. <laughs> and, and, and as creative as you are, Listen, we put not out into the universe. Most yes. selection by thank, Jackie thank, McGee. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We gonna thank the Most High. Thank you, Father. Yes. Ahead of time. Yes. Thank, thank you. you ahead of time. Blood, blood of your Son, Jesus, Yahushua the Messiah. Thank you. Come on uh, now. Yes. You know. Um, so I have Jackie's closet live, and then I have my live. I I do a live on Saturdays because I do the Shabbat. So um, I do a live, a fellowship live. I just come on and I talk about stuff from the word and let people be able to fellowship. And and because the church, people don't get that the church is us. We are the church. That's the building that we go into. Yes. When 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 Jesus is coming back, Yahusha, he's coming back for the church. He's coming back for the people. He ain't coming back for the building. That the building ain't got nothing to do with us. Yeah, it's listen, about us. Listen, Jackie, the best the best compliment I one of the best compliments I ever received. Somebody asked me, "Yo, you know what church do you go to?" And I was like, "You know why? I don't. I didn't right. know why they were asking." They was like, "Because of your spirit." And that was the right. best compliment because right. God is God is in you. That's right. He is you. He's in you. You are Him. Yeah. We are made in His image. Yeah. You know, in His likeness. So it's like He's already in us. So yeah. it's 
know, it, come on. But he wants us to fellowship with each other. So fellowshipping with each other, we yeah. ain't got to go in a building to fellowship with each other. Where we can be, you know. Now listen, be, listen. Before I let you go, you gotta, you gotta hum some. You was humming a little, sing a little something. So I know the nodes and the, and the, and the, the oh, girls. Oh, it's a mess. And, yeah, I know. But listen, you can, you can hum better than all of us in the comments. <laughs> it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. Let me hum, see. I hum, might be hum, able. Hum us out. Hum us I out. I might be. Oh shoot! Is my phone dying? Yes, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Come on. We got to give us a little okay. Give us a little uh, let me see. to leave with. I, I'll do a teeny bit of make it last, but it might not be in the same key because I got to bring good. it down. My listen, I've seen key spark, so listen. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you how much. Let me see. Let me tell you that I really need you, baby, baby, baby. I will make it all right. No one but you, baby. Can make me feel the way you make me, make me, make me feel. See, it's not all the way there, but she's coming you back. So much. Do you, listen, iconic. You she's make this song back. iconic and thank you sing you. a little bit for us. And I just want to thank you for the music. Thank you for thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you. Thank I got to give a shout out again to Tosh because Tosh was was she was like, you got to be on her show. She kept telling me I got to be on your show. So that's my shout out to Tosh short for sure. Um, I love you. Thank you so much for having me. You are like the best interview I have done. No lie. The best interview I've ever done. We, you had to write questions. You had to write everything. I did some interviews, but. This one, this one. You got to come on my Jackie's Closet Live. Because you, you done interviewed everybody and their grandpappas. And listen, um, but I hadn't interviewed you until. But that's day. all right. Because you nah, know what? Nah, nah, listen, you, I have to interview you. You are a legend. Oh, man. Thank you. I, you know what? It feels weird when people say that because I'm just like, I'm just like you and anybody else. And what we no, do, we listen, have a it's blessing. Not, it's, it's not about that. It's about what you've contributed and what, like, it's not even about you. It's about what you've given and what we yeah. get from what you've given. Yeah. Well, you're a legend too, then, because you've been doing this for a minute. You've been, you've been doing your stuff. And, and let me tell you something. They missing people right now. So you you the next one to come out and really be that one. Because they missing people now. People missing in action now. They done got Wendy Williams and everybody out the way. There ain't no real interviewers out here. Come on, girl. <laughs> well, listen, it is just my honor to have documented this. Because, like, I didn't, I listened and sang to Jackie McGee my whole life and didn't know who Jackie McGee was. And now I not only know her, I love her. So yes, yes, you do know me. And we we sisters now, girl. We sisters now. We sisters. We sisters. So listen, if, if if COVID ever if COVID ever give us a break and I come to Atlanta, I'm shouting you out. Please do. Please yes. do. Please do. Yes. And make sure that you send your information to, to DM me your information. I'm gonna DM you mine. Yes. And and because we did you know, we got and I'm not playing. I want you I'm to do Jackie. Jackie, I met you before I met you. Look. Yeah. Yeah. 
Listen, enjoy the rest of your day with your beautiful thank daughter. You. And you thank you for love. all this time. It's a lot of time, but legends deserve that. Like that's thank why you. I have my platform so that we don't get sound bites. We actually have right. conversations. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I'm gonna make sure I post this. 20 times over so people can go <laughs> it's all good to, I'm, gonna be post, I'm gonna be cutting it up and po you'll see it i'm taking okay. a little, like i'm taking a hiatus after you um okay but i'll be you gonna listen you're gonna get sick well, you're gonna get sick of me <laughs> you're like god if i see another jackie mcgee post <laughs> Thank you, boo. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. So much. Thank, thank, thank you for all you've given to the music world, all you've given to the stages, all the things that you've done that nobody knows about, and for surviving and overcoming things in your life that might have took somebody else out. That's most high. Let's most high. Together. <laughs> the most high. The most high. That's right. All right, right, Jackie. Love you so much. Thank you, love everybody, you in the comments on Soul Thank TV, you. Studio Thank Q, you. Um, and YouTube, and everybody who will listen to this on the Quincy Podcast later. Thank you so much. You guys have just um, experienced a beautiful soul. Share her story. And, and go, go, go stream them songs. Go listen. Go on YouTube. Thank um, you. Thank you. I and, appreciate it. And, and listen to her and support her Most High Collection when it come out along with the jewelry, the everything, Jackie's Claw, Instagram. <laughs> Gracie Fetty. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank you, love. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello to everybody in the comments. Peace, y'all. Right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, Jackie. Bye, baby. Bye bye.